Episode 12 of the Gaming Memories Podcast, where I RoboClip the blessed beatmaker, a.k.a. Cade, call the gaming god's only true prophet. You guys know the drill. I'm the only guy that can talk to the gods for you, okay? You gotta go through me, which means money and women. Bring it in, baby. Bring it in. But look, what they told me, Mimoto the Father, Kojima the Son, and Carmack the Holy Ghost, is that I was to create the greatest gaming podcast on planet Earth simply by interviewing creative and interesting people about their favorite gaming memories growing up. And today's episode of the podcast, if you are a fan of the bass music and the people who make the bass music, aka bass music producers, we have another prolific producer on the podcast today. It is Durandal, baby, aka Steve Phillips. Dude has been making some dank-ass dubstep for as long as I can remember. The man loves the darkness, the depths, the deep, the fear, the loathing, the pain and anger. He channels all of that into some really badass bass music. He's also a record label founder, works heavily with abysmal entities, record label or a collective, you could say, is out of Denver, Colorado. And then there is another SLC collective of bass music producers, Sub Swarm. So on top of producing for Durandal, he's heavily involved in also pushing forth marketing and uh, creating communities around people who love the bass music. So if you like the bass, if you like to shake, if you like to vibrate, if you like to feel the beat in your bones, Durandal is your man. But on top of that, like most electronic music producers, I've talked about this in the past, he loves to play the video games. And we recorded this episode on location at his house with the backdrop of his giant ass game collection. Now, originally we were going to have video. I started doing video. But look, video takes up a lot of time. And the gaming kingdom of God has a lot of shit that needs to be done. And so I decided to axe video for now. But you may be thinking, well, a prophet is supposed to, you know, you can't change it. Prophet said there's going to be video. Look, it's not a change in doctrine. It's not a change in what is true about the gaming gospel. It's just a change in policy. There's a difference, kids. I'm still a prophet. Still need your money. Still need your women. But video is on hold for now. I do want to mention for this episode, we didn't have mic stands. In the most video game sort of MacGyver off the cuff, just swinging it sort of way, we created a video game mic stand built out of multiple consoles with a demon from Doom. I think it's called the Cockroach Demon, the big blob guy that floats with the horns. Well, we use those horns to do a cross X pattern on two mics, and that's how we recorded this episode. So if it feels extra dirty and dark, that's because the power of the demons has been channeled into the recording but fear not because the gaming gods have blessed me and i will protect you from any evil influence through my holy divine calling as you listen so listen with absolute no fear because i will be protecting you by the gaming gods powers oh shit now i'm just rambling should i cut this or should i leave it in i don't know i've been kind of lazy with these uh intros lately just because who gives a fuck that's kind of fun anyway drano's a badass we had a great time talking uh no surprise here he loves making dark music loves 
loves dark ass video games, horror, survival horror, all that shit. So we get into Resident Evil, Condemned, so on and so forth, so forth, Dead Space, etc. That's what we nerd about. He has a lot of retro games. He does an awesome gaming night at his house. Like every month, people come in. Oh, he's also not to mention, dude is game changer at Puzzle Fighter. I don't know if any of you guys have played Puzzle Fighter. I think it's cooler than Tetris and all the other puzzle games. It's basically Street Fighter mixed with like Luminous and Tetris. And uh, I thought I was pretty good at Puzzle Fighter. I went over to one of his game nights, which was a Puzzle Fighter night, thinking I was going to win a bunch of money. And uh, he basically performed nothing short of a prison rape on me. So uh, there are levels to this shit, and Steve is extra next level when it comes to Puzzle Fighter. I had a fantastic time talking to him. Make sure to check his music out. I will put all the applicable links in the podcast description, in the bio. Durandal Music, Abysmal Entities, Subswarm Collective, SLC, Bass Music Extraordinaire. Also, don't forget to share the good news of the Gaming Memories Gospels because the Gaming Gods will bless you with so many blessings. Heaven will open and as you know the drill, there'll be not enough room for you to receive it because the blessings will come pouring down like the salmon of Capistrano. Do your duty. Share the good news of the Gaming Memory Boss Gospel. Do your missionary work. I say these things in the name of the Father, Kojima. Actually, Miyamoto's the Father. I should get my shit straight. Miyamoto the Father, Kojima the Son, Karmak the Holy Ghost. Amen. Enjoy the show. Yodel-ay-hoo. Did you get Dreamcast when it launched? No. No. Oh. I actually got a Dreamcast, like, only, like, a year ago. I mean, I went to the game store, and I had a bunch of extra stuff, like N64 controllers and all that, and I made a deal with them. If I traded them all that stuff, they'd hook me up with the Dreamcast and controllers. And they were like, okay. Sweet. So, yeah. It was, like, $80 value, and I just traded a bunch of extra stuff I had. Worked out well. It was an interesting uh, console. It only uh, like the, besides the Wii U mm-hmm. and now the or excuse me the Wii and now the Switch. Uh, before the Wii, it was the strongest launch of any console, fastest selling console in the first year of production. But they ceased production by year two. Yeah, I was gonna say like it when was, it like, this was crazy announced, I remember it, everyone was going apeshit for a minute, and then and it just, just died. Yeah, Sega was like, "We're done." Which yeah, is such just, a bummer. It's a. Uh, I only got. I got it later. I'm sure it's another pot, but I got it later. Basically, just look at porn. We had no internet, and I was like, I had internet connection, and so I bought it. Oh, yeah, mom, it has the dial-up. Yeah, on the it back. had the dial-up, and has its own little shitty browser in the OS, and we weren't allowed to have internet, because my dad got Netscape, like, way back in the day. Netscape Navigator! And, and the first thing I did was try to look up boobs. I didn't know anything about... Boobs. Just like, typed, uh, did you just like, I just typed it in. He saw it on the search history, <laughs> got rid of the internet, like, two days later. It's like, I know exactly That's what... That's so funny. <laughs> just boobs. <laughs> I didn't hey, know what else... Hey, I was, like, I was putting boobs on the calculator before... Yeah. <laughs> before internet was even around. So that, that, yeah, uh, Dreamcast was my 56K dial-up porn machine in high school. <laughs> Welcome to the Gaming Memories Podcast here on uh, location. On location. At Durando, Steve's house, because he has this awesome video game collection. It's getting better. And we have this video game mic stand comprised of a Nintendo, a Dreamcast. <sighs> What's this demon called? I forget. The one I demon? Uh, co- I want to say Cock-a-Demon. But I, don't I think know. it is a cock. Is it, is it you a, should know. I should know this. I mean, I'm fucking nerding hard, but... It's the same one on your shirt. I, I know. I, 
I know. I think you're right. It's something. I think it's like a cockademon, but I think that's a weird name. Anyway, his horns are controlling <laughs> our mics because we don't have mic stands, but it turned out really, really great, and I'm super excited. This is Durando. I'll do Hello. introductions before the episode, and we'll have links to your music and stuff, but he makes really dope music, and he's also in the video games, as you can see, so that's why he's here on the podcast. This works out well. Tell people um, a little bit about your music. Uh, let's see. All right. Well, it's dubstep. It's dubstep. It's, let's just say it's like dubstep. But it's more like, it's like heavy. UK. It's like heavy and dark. I don't know. I... I Honestly, it's very Doom inspired, which is kind yeah. of a, I don't know, I don't know if that's like a weird thing to say, but I, I don't know, I'm a huge fan of that, that style. I love just like angry and, but also like deep and heavy, mm-hmm. you know, eerie. So. You like the darkness. Yeah, the dark. Like bring the, the darkness. Yes. Yeah. I remember one of your EPs, the cover art had like a stairwell with like a demon po- poking out, kind of looked like <laughs> a Doom demon, I guess. It would have been an older EP. It would have been. Oh yeah, that was like my. That was a long time ago. Um, that one was fun. That was uh, what the hell was it called? I don't even remember what it's called. Um, holy shit! What the hell was it called? Anyway. So you make too much music. You can't remember the. <laughs> it was an old one. And How many albums do you have or EPs total? So I don't know, like seven or eight, maybe. And for people trying to get an idea of what kind of music you make, who would be you could name like the top five producers that you get a boner over mm. that, that will also influence you, who would it be? Um, that's a tough one. That's also a tough one. I never, I have a, like, a lot of respect for a ton of producers in general, and I can't say that I would love everyone or love one more than the other. Or something like that. I don't know. Who are you geeking out on lately? Oh, the most okay. recent guy or girl. Sorry, girls can make music too. <laughs> it's tough <laughs> It's tough to put me on the spot like that. Um, I would say Distance is definitely one of them. Okay. I've heard of Distance. is just just mean and heavy and dark and is awesome. Um, obviously, The Whittler, you know, just he also taps into that, that genre a lot, which I love. Um, when he wants to make dark stuff, he makes it very proper. Um Funk Mod, of course, just because he's my homie and, like, we see eye to eye on all the music, I feel like. Um, man, I can't, as, I think as we talk, I'll okay. probably Have you heard of a guy more. named uh, Author and Punisher? Author, oh, I know, Author, yeah, like There's, old school. Uh, that's something. He's like, like a, old he, school dub, like, like, he makes yeah. like, what would I call it, like, Nine Inch Nails, Industrial, Screamo, Techno, kind of, like, it seems like I mean, it might. I, it sounds Interesting. Yeah, and aesthetically, he he has like this giant DIY rig where he machines has this controller. It's like an arm thing. He puts it in his arm, and he and he can pull the. It's like a airplane trigger for the kick, and then he swings it back and hits another point for the what? snare. And then as he has these metal things that roll over a grid for hi hats, then he wears like this collar, like a BSDM, almost like sexual. Call it, but it has all these different mics with different effects, and he'll, he'll record like the growl of his throat. He's, he has like the crazy, crazy, and he actually hand makes all of these. They're essentially MIDI controllers, but they're all made out of like real metal and it's like machines with gears, and they just they have different points that he just triggers drum samples with. This huh. is like a really elaborate. I want to see this. Like this, is, you, you've peaked my. You should, he, really I think cool. you'd like him. It's like a really it's, elaborate evil so, steampunk MIDI controller. Okay, all right. 
I mean, and, like as it moves, like you're saying, like as it moves. So the, like, he, he does the trigger. drums with one hand, and he has all these other things with another hand, and then he sings, and it's very. The, the closest I could say to it is like a a tech. I don't know, like four on the floor, heavy nine yeah, inch yeah. nails. Yeah. Kind of okay. stuff. Okay. Anyway, I think you would. If you guys are you, I think everyone should check him out at least. For yeah, his no, live I'm setup down. alone, like that sounds really cool. Yeah. You, who was it? Author and Punisher. Author. And I thought Punisher. for sure you'd know. If I, I'll take okay. credit. I was so confused. If okay. you love him, okay. I get the credit. I'll, I introduced I'll, you. Okay, I'm down. Ah. I'm down. All right, I'm down with that. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll probably message you later and be like, "This is the best shit ever," or something. I don't. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm I hoping. don't. The live setup and show is cooler than just the music by itself. I'm not. I don't listen to his music necessarily on repeat. But I will throw up like YouTube of live performances and put it in the background because it's really the whole aesthetic, the whole visual yeah. is awesome. I mean, that's kind of what makes it, especially for that kind of music. I feel like it's it's the show you're putting on. Yeah, is really like because I mean, think about it. You you have like this whole setup and you're like doing a lot like a lot that is entertainment. You know, like that's what people want to see. He has so. this big pitch bend that's like really really long. And the way he explained it, Red Bull Music Academy did a docu- like a 20-minute YouTube documentary on him. And he was talking about the pitch bend, and he made a good point. Normal pitch bends will go like at either an octave or two octaves, but you don't have that much resolution because it's just like a tiny little thing. So it's hard to get like those in-between notes, you know, all those like really weird dissonance in between one black key and one white key. Mm-hmm. There's like a little bend in there. So he basically mapped a regular pitch bend to this really long – you know those – toy those things in doctor's offices kids play with where you move the shapes along the rails like those roller coaster things the, the roller coaster arm? things oh, yeah shit, I had one of those in my yeah those are fucking yeah. those are best yeah but he has basically one of those and he can move it and it's like two octaves but it's spread on like, so he can move like in between notes get these really weird it's almost too dissonant and too eerie but if you're into that eerie know, darkness I, I don't know if it could be too dissonant and eerie <laughs> that's what I was going like, to say I fucking love that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, like, that's my jam I mean um, I mean when you were talking about it there, I like this guy um, he doesn't make music anymore but Pain Station he's like a more dark and evil uh, Nine Inch Nails you know okay. what I mean like, how do you be more dark and evil than Nine Inch Nails Pain Station man really yes it's insanely scary but awesome that does sound like a I mean pain station yeah it reminds you play a game called painkiller an FPS sounds familiar painkiller pain it's a, it's a you are in the PC game we are well, we this some PC game some yeah, PC yeah. game yeah it's like a 90s PC game where you play as a dude who has been resurrected from hell by heaven to murder hell what? To get your soul back and save your wife or something. This is right on my alley. And why you are you, fight a bunch of demons. Dude, you're introducing <laughs> That's why I thought you. Like, yeah, okay, right. uh, so now I'm excited pain about Painkiller, yeah. Cool. Okay. It's not a triple A title. There's like four or five of them. They're kind of like indie first-person shooters. And they're more Twitch-based, like like Quake. Really fast, really... I love Quake. Okay, yeah. Come on, dude. You like Painkiller. All right. I'm gonna be pain I think I'm going to be down with this. So I know you like Doom. And as I know Doom's your favorite game. And I know that we talked earlier that your first console was the NES, right? Yes. And so was the very first game you ever got exposed to an NES game, or were you exposed to anything um, prior to that? Uh, I would say, yeah, I think just Super Mario Brothers. I think Super Mario and, like, Track Meet, you know, when you run on the pad. The pad, yeah. yeah. the Duck Hunt. I think that was, like, because I remember my dad getting it for me when I was, yeah, well, I was, like, 
four or five, I think. And it's actually this console right here. It's this exact one. That's the one you got. kept it. I've kept it. This is the OG. That's the original. Durandal NES. That's the one right there. Does it still work? Yeah, it still works. Badass. I know, right? That's actually really cool. <laughs> wow. So this was um, probably manufactured in like 86, 85. It's still working. Yeah. And yeah, everything is original. And I, I mean, you, there's a, you want to swap, swap out like the little chipset in it so it reads the games better, but I haven't done that just because... I don't play it as much as I used yeah. to. But when you play NES games, are you doing emulators mainly, or do you actually no, no, bust I do, this out and play? I do the Hyperkin. Oh yeah. So I have the Hyperkin that plays all my shit, and then uh, I play. I keep that downstairs so when we have like parties and stuff, we can all play that. And then I keep all my nice stuff upstairs here, and kind of like in the collector area, where my my pride and joy over here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I know. So for those of you who don't know, I've known Steve for a long time because of music. He's also talked some big shit on Puzzle Fighter, and I had one <laughs> stint on Puzzle Fighter as a kid, just the demo disc. Dude, I have the demo disc still around here somewhere. Yes. It's around there. Yeah, yeah. so I had the I, demo I disc, and you could play two characters, I believe, yeah. on the demo disc. It's like Ryu and Ken, I think. It's either Ryu and Ken or Ryu and Chun-Li. Uh, yeah. It's a girl. Yeah. It might be a girl. Yeah. Anyway, I got I played like two friends that played it, and I thought, I was like, I'm pretty fucking good at Puzzle Fighter. Then I came over to your game night, and I realized... There's some levels to this Puzzle Fighter well, shit. Dude, puzzle Fighter is just... It's you were insanely good at Puzzle Fighter. <laughs> I, would, I don't know about insanely good, I mean, but... I have some friends, though, we used to play, like... We just... All we did was play Puzzle Fighter. Like, we would drink beer and see how badly we could fuck each other up in Puzzle Fighter. And we did that probably, like, four or five nights a week. Just, hey, come over, let's play Puzzle Fighter. All right, cool. And one of my, actually the guys who did it lived with me at the time, so we would practice together all, all the time. time yeah. We just grill steaks, and then we would drink a ton of beer, and just like, all right, Puzzle Fighter time, let's do this. So, but yeah, um, it what leveled up with Puzzle Fighter though, in my opinion, was when it came out on the Xbox. Because when it came out on the Xbox, you can drop fast, like you can just drop these pieces super fast. Did the game run faster? Yes. Okay. Well, I wouldn't say the game itself ran faster, but like. The gameplay would definitely go faster because, like, you would drop pieces really quickly and then build your your crystals and yeah. destroy them. And so I, that's when that came out. That feature came out. I was just like hooked. Also, like, oh, the PS One didn't have the quick drop functionality. Right. Yeah. The old ah, ones. Ah, I didn't know that. I even had we, it for Game Boy, and that one still doesn't have it. Like the Game Boy Advance version doesn't have it. So I didn't even know there was a Game Boy Advance Puzzle Fighter. I got it. It's over there. Oh wait, he's got that. He has I everything. It. Dude, fuck out. It's one of my favorite games. Like, I'm gonna, yeah, I feel like when I have a favorite game, I kind of try and like collect all, all the versions, console versions, yeah, and all the, yeah, platforms. So, did you play Tetris on the NES? Is that? Oh yeah, totally. Okay, so you yeah. got into puzzle games as right. a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember I had the original Game Boy, which I don't have anymore. I'm kind of disappointed about, but I had the original Game Boy with Tetris, and then when uh, the Game Boy Color came out. I sold it, got the Game Boy Color, and bought the new version of Tetris, like the color version, and then I played that just over and over and over. Parents supposed to talk. Parents supposed to talk right, quieter, which talk is impossible louder, because I'm deaf. Oh, Cheers to that. Here, right. drink a little bit more. Talk louder. Oh come on. I <laughs> we can uh, we can give it some compression. We we'll just throw a glue <laughs> yeah. compressor on there, smash the fuck Did you out say of it. Glue compressor? No glue compressor. Uh, okay. Right. 
That's my cheating tool in Ableton. Just, just throw a glue compressor on it, yeah. smash it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, glue compressor, everything. Thanks, D. <laughs> everything, everything. Um, so when you had the NES... Out of that first batch of games, most people who have brought up Mario, Duck Hunt, Track and Field is pretty common for our age group. Just out of that first era of playing NES games, which game obsessed you the first? Or did you even or you were kind of playing for fun, you weren't really full on in the game? Um, I was playing for fun, but then I started realizing with Super Mario, there's like multiple worlds and then you get more and more you know, you get you level and I mean it's just like there's so much more to it than just this one little and I mean it's obviously just a side scrolling yeah, where you're just jumping, but to kind of have it like get crazier and crazier, and then as a kid, like have it get kind of like almost darker and darker when you go down to like get Bowser and stuff, and like, yeah, in, like the dungeon area, and that like was really fascinating to me. So but, you liked the darkness early on? Oh yeah, it was a weird. I don't know why. Everybody I wonder what that is. is. I always, I've always <laughs> liked it too. I definitely thought. I think it's level two on the original Mario or World. Oh, 2. when you go down the cavern. Yeah, I mean, I always thought that was cooler than the, the opening levels. Mario 3 had some cool... I'm trying to remember Mario World... Because they actually had the overworld maps. Yes. There wasn't really a dark overworld, minus the end one was like a bunch yeah. of battleships um, or something Yeah, there was like all that. the battleships and like the hands that grabbed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. Those were cool. Yeah. Um, that was... That was definitely like another thing for me. Mario 3 was a huge game for me too. When that came out, I was like, what the hell? Like, this is... This is cool. So... Uh, and then I just remember playing it over and over and over at like friend's house because I never had it. Like we kind of didn't buy consoles after that. I feel like there was no. I mean, my dad was always buying them, but there was from. Actually, no, I take it back. I take it all back. Okay. No, I, I remember my dad did buy me a Sega, so I'm taking that back. Which is right there. I have that Sega. So you also have the original Sega. Yeah. Nice. Totally. So you went um, NES to Sega, not to Super. Or yeah, you, or I didn't go both? Super. I didn't. Yes. I didn't get Super until. High school or junior high. I nice. didn't get super to junior high. You were the first guest that's a set. I was a Sega kid, and I, you're number 15, I think, episode 15. I don't know if it'll be uploaded as 15, but uh, no one's had a Sega. They've all been super really? kids. So I've never been able to geek out Dude, on any Sega games. That's crazy. Like, Sega, to me, was like a, like a, I don't know, it was a big thing. Everyone had, well, not everyone, but a lot of people in my neighborhood were like, Oh, let's play Sega. Let's play, you know, Streets of Rage. Let's go play Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage. Yeah, let's play Streets of Rage, you know. So, I don't know. Like, Sega was a big thing. Back Sega in the was huge. Yeah, I uh, I think it came out in the States before Super Nintendo. It might have. I think it came out. I think out, it did. I think they had a head start. I went to Costco with my dad. and There was really? Costco back then? <laughs> yeah, well, it was Price Club. It was called Price Club. I didn't even know that. Yeah. yeah. Was it the same one by the mall? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, Price Club. It was weird. It was like we. Moved, it was like a brown building. I think it was weird. It looked like a UPS building. Like what the fuck? What? Send us some package. It was weird. But uh, yeah, I remember. And they would have them like it was on display. They had it like on display, and then they had like here's your package deal. Here's the console, and it comes with a couple games and a controller, you know. And he was like, "Should we get this? You know, like, do you want to get this?" I'm over here like, uh, "Duh, uh, yeah, no, Dad, <laughs> let's, let's do it." <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, like, hell yeah, Dad, let's get Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, yeah, um, definitely Sega was a huge thing for me, I would say. But the funny thing is I didn't get the 32X until after, well, actually, like, again. Until like, recently, you yeah, just said. Just yeah, just like recently, six, like six months ago. Dang. Did, so, before you got, did you keep playing your Nintendo, because I noticed you have a pretty, where was I looking at Nintendo games? Yeah, I was looking at your Nintendo games, 
One that I wanted to ask. So, how many of these did you get as a kid, and how many of them did you actually play as a kid, and how many so, of them did you get later? I actually still have the same Super Mario game from when I was a kid. Um, there's an old like Disney adventure game that I've had since I was a kid. Uh, RC Pro Am. Yes. yes. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I was like eight. No, I was like nine or ten, and my friend had it, and he brought it over, and we were playing it. I'm just what the hell? This is a cool game, you know? And so I remember I went and bought it, like, just a couple months after I, like, saved my lawn mowing money and went and got it or something. But I don't oh, know. I can't remember. You had the original Turtles, which was. Oh, yeah. That game. Fuck <laughs> that game. In the in all, with utmost respect, fuck that game. <laughs> Everyone always one. talks about, I don't remember the, the dam level, swimming through the electric yes. seaweed. Yeah. <sighs> Down, it, it's almost impossible, in my opinion. I don't know. I. There's people that are like hardcore gamers about that kind of. They love that. Like, oh, they love yeah. The, yeah. The, they get off on it. That wasn't my jam as much. Like I liked it, but I don't know. What game on NES did you put the most hours into? Was it Mario? Mario and Zelda. I definitely played a lot of Zelda. Um, Mega Man though, that one's tough. And actually, I just recently got my Mega Man collection, but. I played that a lot when I was a kid, and I wasn't very good at it. And then now, as an adult, still not very good at it. But it's the nostalgia that keeps me going. I'm yeah. like, you know what? I'm gonna. Most I'm gonna kids. The only person that's part of Mega Man was Audio Treats. But I know Super you mentioned Nintendo. that. I was listening Nintendo. to the podcast, yeah, yeah. and that's that's funny. Like when he was talking about Mega Man, I'm like, I feel you, brother. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> the one I, I mean, Mega Man X was hard. I did play Mega Man on the Nintendo and Mega Man Two. I think. So hardcore Mega Man fans, from what I understand, Mega Man Two is allotted as like the best OG Mega mm-hmm. Man. They were too hard for me as a kid. Yeah, it was just too hard. That and Castle, I love Castlevania later in life. Mm-hmm. But uh, Dan is whiskey. Woo! Castlevania later was awesome. Castlevania on the original Nintendo. Um, did you play that at all? No, actually, it's I didn't. Bullshit! <laughs> Don't play it. <laughs> it's but bullshit. as a collect, as a collector, I'm definitely gonna probably get it. You know, that is. I mean, it's a classic <laughs> franchise. Yeah. And you got so many. You got uh, Super Glove Ball. I, met, I had a friend that had that. Is that old, is that Skater Die? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Skater Die. And Heavy Shredding. Awesome. If you ever played Heavy Shredding, which is like the snowboard version, I feel like of Skater Die. But I've never even heard of that. There's a snowboard game on NES. Heavy Shredding. Really? Or is it called, called Shredding? It probably isn't Heavy. I'm thinking like Heavy Shredding. I think it's just called Shredding. You know, it's right here. Let's just look at it. You grab that. Might, might as well look at it. It's this pink one. Bright pink. Yeah, it is heavy shredding. That's right. Okay. Oh, badass. I have... Look at this 80s... For those... Look at this 80s <laughs> cover art. This is badass. Heavy shredding. The snowboarding video game. Does it actually Parker say Brothers. the snowboarding video game? Yeah, the snowboarding video game. <laughs> just, in case you, have, just in case you didn't know, it was the... Damn, that <laughs> is badass. I had no idea. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been... A, I mean, a lot of these games I've had since... Three Stooges, I had that one. I did not know there was a Three Stooges video game. Yeah. River City Ransom, I do remember that Dude, game. River City Ransom, that is a great game. One of the best Nintendo games. And I actually just recently got it. So, like playing it the other day with D, like, we are like, damn, this game's actually really fun for an old Nintendo game. This is sweet. Yeah, it was like, isn't it, if I remember correctly, it's like a Double Dragon beat-em-up. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. a beat-em-up, and it's like, 
It's like Streets of Rage, but for Nintendo. Yes. Yeah. I think I meant, I get I get River City Ransom and Bad Dudes mixed up yes. in my mind. It's very similar. Very similar to Bad Dudes. Yeah. The cool and Double part, Dragon, though, they're all And Double Yeah, Double yeah. Dragon definitely. Did you beat Zelda as a kid? Uh actually, you know what? I don't think I did. I'm I I'm glad not yeah, up those stupid. I know, like because it, that game, it's almost embarrassing to say, but I I, just, I could not beat it as a kid. No. Yeah, I got, I would get to I could find my way to the first dungeon and get the boomerang and the first piece of the Triforce, and then I never figured out what to do after that. I would just like wander around, and I'm like, I could memorize like, oh, I know where this one dungeon is, and I, I just never. And I remember my brother beat it and made fun of me for being stupid and blah 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 blah. Which <laughs> well, that's what brothers he had before. like that's what brothers six before. years on me. Number number one, yeah. But he he said something along the lines of which I, I brought this up in a past episode. I haven't googled it yet. But I think the original Zelda, you have to beat multiple times to get the true ending, and it remixes some of the dungeons. Have you heard that before? Or am I, I just talking out my ass? I have no idea. That's I don't know. I've not heard I that. I think you have to beat it wait, how multiple would it, times. So wait, you beat the original Zelda? Like the original Legend of Zelda overhead. Not the second one where it's like side-scroller yeah. on NES. Yeah. The first one, you go through and you beat all the dungeons, you get all the Triforce. But, and I think that you, in order to... You can't reset the game though, because then it would reset everything. So no, you don't. You, you, you have, have to save files. files. It's one of the first NES oh, games that right. oh, yeah, That's a good point. Yeah, I forgot about the save files. And I think that you play it. He told me like, again. This is just something my mean, fucking older brother would tell me. I love him. <laughs> love you, Joey. He uh, he said that you had to beat it seven times to get like the real ending. And that's one of those things I heard I as a know, kid though. that I've I don't never. Know if I've heard that. He and could be bullshit. He probably could have been bullshit. He probably was. I mean, I they do this do is, that. This, it's at this point we need D. <laughs> D, will you please Google this for us? Hey, while you're back there, yeah, it's D, like the <laughs> he's like the young Jamie of the Rogan podcast. Oh, that's right. Except yeah, we yeah, can't yeah. see him. <laughs> hey, Jamie, pull that <laughs> shit up. Hey, Jamie, pull that shit up. you. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. It's probably bullshit, but um. It sounds, either way, I couldn't beat that game. Wait, what am I looking up though? No, you don't have to look it up. Uh, I mean. I mean, you can if you, you want can, to. You can, it might make it interesting. I'm not going to be angry if you look it up. So, I mean, I'm all right here. Go, you know, never mind. You know, we'll, we'll come back to this. All right. We'll come back to this. Just make, yeah, you just man the fort. All right. I will Do you need some scotch? Uh, I'm good. All right. You're welcome to you more of my scotch, Let me know because I kind of like have the thing sitting here. Oh, yeah, it's just chilling. Uh, introducing D, Wait. by the way. D is our technician for this uh, podcast on location. D, aka Tripwreck, my roommate. Oh, you, is, you produce too. He also yeah. produces yeah. amazing music. Okay, well, uh, I'll put, we'll put both of your guys' info in the, in yeah, the uh, podcast. He's also like my personal sound guy. Like, if I could take him to shows all over the country, I'd be like, I need that guy. He's with me all the time. Do you make Dirty Dog Dubstep as well? I have a few tracks. Uh, I trip just wreck. do like all of the soundy stuff, and then I usually make like weird trippy shit or like halftime bangers. He's got some great tunes, dude. He's also remixed one of mine, which is one of my favorites by him. That I don't want to be like egotistical nice. or anything, but no, I think it's a, great, <laughs> it's a great remix. No, that was the best thing I've ever. But no one's remixed it, and he's the only person that did, and I love it. How did I do that? I don't know, dude. You've been killing it. All your new tunes, I love them. Shout out to D. If this podcast sounds good. He's the one that figured out our Jerry rig here on the console. What? No, mic that was stand. me. Well, that was that you. was me. You did get the dude, but he is the sound guy doing all the stuff. I mean, fuck this room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very. It's kind of a bigger. It's a living room. Yeah, no, like 
Well, if it ends up sounding good, it's because he he uh, he's got a nice gate on it, and um, yeah, this has been fun. I I, I kind of want to maybe do some. If anyone else has a collection, I think I might just go to their house. It's worth it because yeah, you can actually sit there and talk about them. Yeah, like, you know, you look at. I mean, this is insane. How many? I don't even. It's not. Like, I'm well, it's not even that insane. Like this is a noob collection compared to like the, yeah. There's some the shit people on that Instagram. Like, the, the people that have like serious yes. collections are just. I'm jealous. There's I'm some jealous. people out. There's levels to collections. Yes. Like there's levels to Puzzle Fighter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, um, it, it, and the thing is, is a lot of these. I would uh, honestly, I'll just go to like garage sales and try and pick them up there and stuff. And uh, my girlfriend's always looking out for me at the garage sales. She's always, oh look what I found. So she, she sees something cool. Oh yeah, she, yeah. She's like, oh look what I found. I'm like, buy them all. Anything that you see vintage game, like just grab them. Whatever it is, doesn't matter. So this collection is going to get bigger. Oh yeah, over time. Yeah, I'm glad that you kept it. I had a really. I only got into collecting. So PS One was my glory days. I mean, I played Genesis and Super Nintendo, and uh, but the PS One is when I was like started. I think I was like PS Eleven. Good console. Though. And then I was working. I started working in the summers, construction, like doing fences and fucking digging ditches for sprinkler systems. I get like a hundred bucks a week for like eighty hours of work. But for a hundred dollars for like a twelve-year-old kid, and I, that's when I first started being able to yeah, buy a games. Twelve-year-old kid with a hundred dollars—that's a lot of money. That's Dude, a game. You're like ready. To I could buy a game a week. You could buy, yeah, you. Could. Yeah, I could buy a game a week. So my PS One collection was amazing, and I hit some rough times. I needed like money for a car payment or something after I was like two or three years into marriage, and I sold my collection. I got oh. like twelve hundred bucks. This is the thing, though, is you should hit me up first. <laughs> I should have what? You should have hit me up first. Oh, that's true. I knew who you were, but I didn't think I knew you collected games. Yeah, that's true. I didn't I really know until like, I came over to the that's, Puzzle Fighters. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I went to, uh, there's a shop on State Street next to, the, there's a 7-Eleven on 4th South, and there's like a little Mexican restaurant next to it, and there was a used game shop that opened up, and they were only open for like a sh- like six months. Uh-huh. And they were right by my house, so I'd go hang out there because it was just, they had Dope shit all the time. And I got talking to the guy. I'm like, I have this really awesome PS1 collection, but if I'm going to sell, I'm going to sell the whole thing. And like, I know some of the games are worth a lot of money. Yeah. And he called his brother, who was the owner, and I brought my collection over, and we went back and forth. And they ended up paying me, I think it was like just shy of $1,300, like $1,200 something dollars. And, Still uh, pretty impressive. That's for impressive. A, for a game club. They gave yeah. me really fair prices because That's I would great. be like, on eBay, this black label Final Fantasy VII that's like, and I had one Final Fantasy Seven, had three Final Fantasy Seven black black labels, and one Greatest Hits. Because this will be a funny gaming story. Did you grow up Mormon? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So yeah, I grew up Mormon, and reluctantly, I have reluct- to say yes. Yes. Uh, anyway, we we could go off on the tangent on that. But when I was in like twelve or thirteen, my Final Fantasy would get like it was slightly scratched and it would get stuck on a specific cutscene. Oh really? And it would like freeze, and I couldn't. I couldn't get the game. I couldn't proceed further in the game. And I remember like praying and praying, like telling God, <laughs> if he fixed my final, fa- <laughs> dear God, if you fix my final fantasy CD disc, I will read like three hours of scriptures a night. I won't masturbate, is... <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'll try not to masturbate. I'll try I'll not try. to masturbate. I can't promise. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, needless to say, my prayers were never answered. So. <laughs> that is I don't so think- great. If, Dude, I'm, 
okay, I lost a watch when I was a kid, and I did the same thing. Really? I was like, please let me find my, it was a, like a Victor Knox watch or a Swiss Army watch, I'm like, this is my favorite watch, I just, I gotta have it back, but come on. I'll do anything. Yeah, I'll just fucking do anything. And then, uh, it was like years later than I found it in like an old box somewhere or something, like just, yeah, it was Yeah. Funny. Yeah, my uh, my shit wasn't answered, so I ended up buying the game again in order to complete it. So I had a second version, and then I I lost my collection in storage for a while. So I bought a I bought the game a third time, and then I bought it greatest hits because it was cheap somewhere. So I ended mm-hmm. up I had two uh, I had one that I never opened. I had one black label Final Fantasy VII that was still in the shrink wrapping, and I think they gave me like. 180 bucks for yeah, it or those, they, like, they gave me good prices. Like, still an original wrapping yeah. is huge. Like that's yeah. a big deal. And so I yeah, I got a lot of money, but ah, man, I know you're probably kicking yourself a little bit. Like, yeah, I feel uh, I feel like a sort of a like a almost like when you break up with someone and yeah. you have that like hole in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> it passes. It passes. It passes. Yeah, it passes. Yeah, it, it doesn't bother me too much now. But if any of you are out there and you have a collection and you need money, do something else. Like I would, if you sold yeah. this, I would be sad. I would sold any of this. Probably be pretty devastated, to be honest. You know what's funny though is my friend has a collection. I was just thinking about it, and we should probably like someday tra- talk to my buddy who has we'll, like we'll link it up. Yeah, yeah we got to talk talk to him about it. Like he would be the man to interview. When it comes to like old school games and like having it on, he doesn't have it on display, but he has like just so many. Like it's he has a room in his house dedicated to his games, and they're all insured. That's how much they're all insured. Yes, because he has the original two copies, the original like of everything. Oh like, wow, ridiculous. he's deep in the paint. Oh yeah, yeah. Where does so, he live? Oh, just over. Utah? Yeah, in Pleasant okay. Grove. Yeah, I'll probably. Dang. We should probably talk to him. Yeah, we should link that up because this is is badass. So you went from NES to Genesis. We kind of went over NES. Where's your Genesis games at? Uh, These ones right here. Okay, so we talked about Streets of Rage. I have a good story about Streets of Rage. I told it a couple times, but I don't know if – because you grew up Mormon. Maybe your parents were similar. When the ESRB rating system came out (laughs) – my parents jumped on that bandwagon. They were like early adopters because yeah. they were always like stressing about like games don't have ratings. We're not supposed to watch rated R. For those of you who don't know, Mormons aren't supposed to watch rated R movies and they have kind of like guidelines for the media you're supposed to consume. But back in the day, there wasn't ratings for games. And then I remember when the – I don't remember the exact time the ESRB rating system came out. But I remember going to a – Macy's had like a little mini video rental store in it. And then Streets of Rage 3 had just come out. And I already owned Streets of Rage 1 and 2. And they weren't rated at that time. Right. Pretty, but yeah. Say, it depends yeah. on how old it is. Uh, Streets of Rage on 1 it, and 2 on here, but I... It shouldn't have a rating on it, if my memory yeah, is correct. no rating. No rating, yeah. Streets of Rage. Oh, yeah, that's the original. No rating. 1 so, and 2, yeah. No. And Street, then 3 is actually one I want to get. So Streets of Rage 3, at least by the time that I saw it at the video store... The rating system had come out, and it was rated T for teen, and I was 12. I wasn't 13. My parents wouldn't let me rent it. Just for the one year? Just for the you, one you year. You don't understand the violence here. <laughs> yes. And they like they didn't know anything about like what the... I tried to convince them, like, this is shitty graphics, and you're just like playing a kid in roller skates. Who like None of this isn't realistic at all. But they were like, by the book, this is the rule. And I tried... <laughs> My mistake was 
I tried to rationalize with them. We're like, I already own the first yeah, two games. Yeah, I know. Games. That's what kids say. Well, you've already got me the other one. You already got the two and games. And then every parent's like, wait a minute. Exactly. Yeah, that happened. And they fucking that's, took my games yeah, away. That's happened to me, I feel like. I feel like with music, especially. Music, I can yeah. see. Music yeah, since is, you were into yeah. the darkness yeah. growing up Mormon, I could see well, your parents being like, yeah. wait, what are you listening to? Um, what is bought, this? Wait, you bought, we bought you what CD? What CD is this? <laughs> like, oh, no. Is this a parental, wait, is this a parental that, advisory yeah. sticker? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Streets of Rage 3 came out, and I ended up getting Streets of Rage 1 and 2 taken away after because I made this big hissy fit <laughs> that I wanted to rent Streets of Rage 3. They were like, well, you're throwing the fucking tantrum. They wouldn't say fucking, but they were angry. <laughs> and then the, the whole thing, and they took the two games away. So I, I ended up beating Streets of Rage 3 on an emulator years later as like a spite. Yeah. I still played it. Yeah. I still beat it. Fuck you, parents. This is, I'm going to beat this game because of you guys. But you have a so you have I did not know there's a Wells uh, Where's Waldo Dude, yeah. Genesis game. That's one of the original games that came with my Sega. So, so it's like an early launch yeah, title then. Yeah, probably? so I kept that one. Like that's that's when my dad got me the Sega. Uh, that was one that came with it, and then I think Sonic the Hedgehog. So that Dang, was definitely. How does Where's Waldo play? Is it, it just like you? Yeah, it's stupid. So <laughs> it's, it's it's just like. It's like the book, you know, when you look at the book, yeah. you know, and you're looking at the pages, so you use the controller, the ma and it's a magnifying glass, and you, like, move it all uh, around, and when you find it, you click on them. You click on it. Yeah, and it's, yeah. Pretty simple. Basic. Shadow, so Shadow Run is a franchise on PC that I'm aware of. Is that the, is it the same franchise on I the think, Genesis? I think What it kind is. of game is that? Um, it is, what is it? Is it like an isometric, top-down strategy game? It, yeah. Okay. It, I'm it's not a lot like that, yeah. It might be the same <laughs> franchise. I didn't know there was a Shadowrun on yeah. Genesis. I, I got the Shadowrun game for Genesis because my buddy was selling it, and he was like, it's a rare game. You should probably get it. And I'm like, all right, you talk me is into it. Is it like cyberpunk sci-fi? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's the it, same yeah, totally. And so, um, actually, and then I played it, and I'm like, this game is actually really, really awesome. So I'm I'm all for that game. I think it's a great game. <gasps> Mutant Football League. Yeah. Oh my god! I would have never even remembered that game. Yeah, you can't you can't go wrong with Mutant Football. That is amazing. That's yeah. So that was like before. Bef so there was this series in like the '90s arcade where you had NBA Jam, mm -hmm. NFL Blitz, Wayne Gretzky's Hockey on '64, right. like the arcade sports. But I remember Mutant Football League being the first like arcadey sports yeah. game. But it's football. And you can, like, rip each other apart, decapitate yeah, each other. Yeah. Well, that's what, I mean, it was like, that was pre-Doom for me. Pre-Doom for But you, I was, yeah. like, really stoked. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Like, you get to just, like, your mutants and your zombies and you get a Terry, you know, like, that was cool to me. That makes sense. Well, Beavis and Butthead. Your parents thought you'd get that? No, I wasn't even no, allowed to No, I got that at a garage sale. That's a okay. garage sale fine. But, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I couldn't even watch that show. I know. It was, I had to sneak over to my buddy's house to watch Beavis <laughs> and Butthead. Yeah. Beavis and but is it? Uh, I've never played it on Genesis though. I it's weird. It's not that great. It's it's good, but it's not amazing. Let's just you know, it's a meh. Oh yeah, Sonic Sonic Three. Um, I can't read these ones over here. Well, I like Sonic Two, and then I. Uh... I just bought the Genesis collection on the Switch, and uh, it doesn't have any of the games. I just bought. It. I was like, oh, it's probably gonna have a mm -hmm. bunch of games that I remember. It doesn't have any of the games. So, like, it has a five 
or the ones that I played that were classics to me. But apparently, what I, I, they probably based the games that came out in the the collection on the Switch based on like what sold the most. Apparently, I didn't play what sold the most because there's only like five games I even recognized on there. Yeah, I I, I want to get a Switch so I can actually see this. I don't you have, have a Switch? I don't have a Switch yet. Oh, dude, Switch. like I'm that guy. Yeah. Oh, you have a Switch. You have all the other shit. Do you play any? Yeah, yeah. Smash Brothers is what he says. Does he play Smash? Oh yeah. See, I like Smash Brothers. I'm really bad at it, but I like Smash Brothers. So the Smash Brothers on Switch is pretty awesome. Yeah, the, I heard uh, it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, my my favorite Smash Brothers is the Wii Smash Brothers. That's the one I put the most hours into. Mm-hmm. But I think the Switch one. I mean, it's every character of every Smash Brothers yeah. in one game. Can't really go wrong. I think that the best Smash Brothers, and I don't play Smash Brothers very often, but I think the best Smash Brothers is probably on the GameCube. Yeah, and like pro Smash probably, Brothers players would say the yeah. same thing. I think that one's the most fun. Yeah, I've only played it a few times. Uh, I don't even own it. I gotta get it, but that's definitely if you're a Smash, uh, what would you call it? A, a Smash like a fishy? What's the word? Aficionado? 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 If you're one of those guys. You're deep yeah. into Smash. You're gonna say GameCube's the best. Yeah. Apparently, because I'm not a, like a, I, I feel like I'm decent at Smash, um, but there's like a wave, like a wave dash, or the Z dash that you can only do on the GameCube version. That apparently is what like all the pros that play at Evo. That's the, that's the reason why the GameCube version it's faster. And there's I think called a, it's called the wave dash. Some technique called the wave dash. When you see it, it's like they can they can like dash and move midair. It's like some way I don't know. So yeah, apparently the, that's what makes it. The awesome. thing is, I need to play it more often because I, I again, I don't play Smash Brothers very often, but I'm sure. Burn. Yeah. Right. He says. He says no. Our, I, I had a guy. Google, on, our Google guy says he. Can. <laughs> <laughs> I had a guy on uh, like two episodes ago. He's a local semi-pro Street Fighter player, and he kind of tinkers around with other fighting Street games. Street Fighter. Yeah, he's hmm. really good. He plays a lot of Street Fighter Five, and he does. His name's Thomas Winkley. His episode will be up a couple before yours. Apparently, there's like three major nights in Salt Lake a week where people who are into Street Fighter go and play. That would be fun. Um, so if you, I know you're good at fighting games, probably uh, too. Not as much. I'm fighting games. Not as much. I love fighting games. Um, it's not my my jam. Again, say the jam thing. Again. He's like balls deep that. into street. He like tra- he trains Street Fighter like three to four nights a week. Does multiple regional tournaments. Every every couple months, and then he'll fly to like the big tournaments. Yeah, and he's he talked about playing against guys who are world class, like top level ranked players, and he can hang with them for like a round or two until they figure them figure him out, and then mm-hmm. he gets destroyed. Yeah, so he's not quite there yet. But as far as anyone I know personally, I've never seen anyone so good at Street See, Fighter. That's why I like Puzzle Fighter though. Yeah, if you're good at Puzzle Fighter, and you watch how they play. Then you know how they play, and then you can use that as an advantage. As, as advantage against. But them. then again, like, is that's there a, tournaments for puzzle, puzzle Fighter? I don't know if there's any. You any do it. Oh, I would love to. I just don't know if there's any right now. I, I, that's it's a very niche niche. It's game. a very niche game. It's, it's I don't know. Not a lot of people even really know about Puzzle Fighter. Just, I know that's that's why that's when you messaged me for game night. I was just impressed that someone was bringing bringing up Puzzle Fighter in the first place. <laughs> I was like, oh. That's like a random weird game I had the demo disc of when I was a kid yeah. and put a bunch of hours into. No one's ever, I haven't heard about that game since. Yeah, and that's the thing is not a lot of the people that came over for game night that night yeah. really knew you what they were getting into. Yeah. <laughs> Your girlfriend was pretty good though. Was She's she? obviously playing you, I, right? Really? I don't. She beat me. Did she? She I beat her once yeah. and then she beat me. 
I'm two proud of her. Two out I'm of, proud of her. I'd be here one out of three. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I got kind of drunk that night, so you got you did. <laughs> Surprise! Someone brought, me some, someone brought me some tequila, and I, I was like, "All right, some cool. of that." Yeah, absolutely. I mean, cheers, cheers! Thank you, sir. Here you go. No, I'll probably refill mine. I guess. Did you ever play? Uh, so I've asked this anyone anytime anyone's brought up Thank the you. Genesis at all. Whether they had it at a friend's house, you're the, you're the first one to have Genesis as a kid. To this day, no one's played this game. So if, if you say yes to this, you'll be my new favorite person. It's a game called uh, Cyborg Cyborg Assault. Cyborg Assault. Cyborg. It's a, I might be getting that game wrong. But uh, you play, it's a side-scroller beat-em-up like Streets of Rage. Okay. Except you play cyborgs. And you have the every arm. So you have two arms, a torso, and legs. And you can take the parts from the people you beat up. So it's like... We're fighting. You have a cannon arm. I want your cannon arm. I'll beat you up, rip your arm off, and then put your arm into my arm, and now I have a cannon arm. And then they would introduce uh, environmental... I'm going to look this up. I'm looking it up. I'm not Look it up. I'm going to look it up. D. Jamie. Yeah, D. Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) Cyborg. It might not be Cyborg. Cyborg Attack or Cyborg Assault Genesis. If you just type in Cyborg Genesis, it's going to come up. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do that. And uh, nobody knows this game. And I don't know if it was like I just randomly got it as a kid. But I put hours and hours and hours to this and nobody's heard of it. Cyborg Justice. Cyborg Justice. Cyborg Justice. Cyborg Justice. That looks awesome. If you find that in a garage sale anywhere. I, I grew up thinking it was a popular game because I had it. But it's not on the Genesis collection. Nobody's heard of it. I, maybe it wasn't popular. Hold on. I gotta see it. He's looking up some Cyborg I, Justice. I gotta see this. I gotta see it now. Sega Genesis Cyborg Justice. Alright. Oh, dude, that's super cheap. You just grab it on eBay. Oh, you're looking it up on eBay. Yeah. Why don't so we it must just, not be like a collector's well, thing. Uh, yeah, but what we should do is just get it and we should play it. We should play it. I, I will come over it. and yeah, play Yeah, we that should. Game. That's what I'm saying. Man, okay. me All and right. this, my um, buddy right. Griff Griffiths would put hours into that game. Chris Griffin? Chris Griffin, no, close. Griff, <laughs> do you know Griff Griffiths? I oh, know. I think. Where did you grow up? What city did you grow up in? Orem. Orem? Yeah. yeah. What, what what part of Orem? Just by Hain. Me and Hain. Oh, so you were northeast Orem, by Tippinogas, kind of. If you knew you were in Hain's area. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. he, he really only lived just down the street from me. Did you go like, to Tippinogas? Yeah, I went to Orem High. Okay. okay. Yeah, Griff went to Orem High. I did have some overlap with Tippinogas kids, but you went to the same year. I did. Did you? Um, well, we probably should play Did You Know I'm Fucking the Podcast, but... <laughs> but I, this is Utah, and that's this how we Utah, all know. This is Utah, and the only people listening right now are Everyone knows Utah. each other. Um, I hung out with... Uh, I definitely met Hayne. Do you know Larry Lears? I yep. out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. We'll just leave. Yeah, but we were friends. He, We nerded out about video games. We had a programming class. So I made friends with him because he was into games. Nice. And he actually introduced me to a bunch of PC games because his dad had a PC. His dad was like... Or stepdad, I think... We'd go over there, and he had a computer, and we'd play Halo, and he had, like, a pretty cool setup. So I became friends with him over video games. Uh, a year younger than me was a, some, a guy named Daniel Welch. Dan Welch. Dan Welch. He lived, like, he was in my ward. Yeah, he, like, yeah, we were in Japan for a while. Yeah, and then, Dan Welch. Yeah, yeah, I became we good homies with him. That's so funny, because I was friends with him up until I was, like, 14 or 15, and then... Um, 
you know, I don't know when you became friends with him, but I feel like maybe we like probably ran into each other. Probably, at point. probably after because we'd all hang out. It was high school, so I would have been fifteen or sixteen. Oh yeah, okay. probably like so I, I knew him like before. Okay, yeah, I was in junior yeah. high, like up until junior high. So he hung out with uh, Mike Mon and Stephen Wilson. Yeah, Stephen Wilson's a homie. Yeah, yeah, like Stephen Wilson's, Wilson's a homie. Yeah, he's a good guy. I uh, have you seen him on Instagram lately? Hmm. He's ju 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 jacked. <laughs> really? He was like a kind <laughs> of a taller, lanky yeah. kid. Yeah, he is jacked. Really. That's but, so funny to think about. Yeah, and I remember he had a he came from a sort of wealthy family and he had a yeah. RSX, an Acura RSX, like yep. a little two door souped up coupe, like coupe. And man, he would his dad must be patient because he would rally the <laughs> shit out of that car. Like I couldn't believe how much he beat that car up. But we would race people all the time. Anyway, they didn't really play a lot of games actually. Not three of them. They weren't they weren't into games. They were like more into into. Chingy and Nelly and picking up on chicks, which yep. I was short, chubby, and into gaming, and then I tag along with also, them sometimes. Also me. Yeah. <laughs> Why we both ended up making music and yeah, and yeah, yeah. Talking about video games. Yeah. So that um, on Genesis, <laughs> did you play Vector Man? Yeah, Vector Man's perfect. Vector Man was awesome. Yeah. That's one of the ones that's on. I got the, that one around here. Do you have Do you have Vector Man? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't have the case though, so I think it's like one of that's there's one jam. Man, I don't remember what it is. Nice. Oh, it's Vector Man right there. There it is. Yeah. I never played Vector Man two. Did you play the second one? I haven't. No. Mm. Yeah, I never played this. Did you play Earthworm Jim? Yeah. Well, it's this one right here. Oh, nice. I never played Earthworm Jim two either, but I remember Earthworm Jim. I remember thinking the graphics were like, how do they make something look so good? It, yeah. it seemed like a step up. Yeah. Well, that was like time. Donkey Kong on Super Nintendo. Yes. Because Donkey of that, that new engine that was like just so cool. Yeah, the Donkey Kong, I've said this a bunch of the past episodes, but there's a really awesome, if you're into Donkey Kong graphics and want to learn more about it, there's an awesome documentary on YouTube about how Silicon Knights, I think that ended up becoming rare later, they were they were experimenting with CGI for movies. And they, they did, uh, did you ever see the movie The Abyss? They go like deep underwater, and there's a, they find an alien like deep under the sea. Oh, okay. Um, and, that sounds really yes. It's not. Isn't there one called Sphere? That's like the same Madden concept. It really? Yeah, I swear there's one. I think it's called Sphere. I know the Abyss, but I think there's also Sphere. I'm thinking of. Anyway, Are they the same movie? Samuel Samuel Jackson's in it. No, definitely not Samuel. Not okay. the one I'm thinking of. Okay. But anyway, it was an early movie that had like really rudimentary CGI that looked like. Have you seen Donnie Darko? Yeah. You know how he can see the time right, like, thing yeah. coming out? It's a very similar effect to that use in the Abyss. Anyway, that company, Silicon Knights, w- was the, developing some of that early CGI technology for movies. And when they, when they came up with the idea for Donkey Kong, like, hey, we can render these frames on high-end workstations down to, like, 2D sprites mm-hmm. and then take the colors out, and then the Super Nintendo might be able to actually... So they, they mm-hmm. rendered all, like, the animations for, like, on movie supercomputers... And then turned them into regular 2D sprites that normally would have been like pixel drawn for a traditional game. But the reason why Donkey Kong looked the way it did, it was actually pulled from 3D modeling instead of animators. And that's how they achieved that effect. And Vector Man was the Genesis uh, sort of answer to yeah. Donkey Kong. Because, and that's why Vector right. Man is made out of balls. Because just rendering the spheres... Sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> Not these type of balls, no, but spheres. I, I, unfortunately, anyway, this is funny. Vector Man by by it was <laughs> it was easier. It was quicker rendering and yeah. easier process to do a perfect sphere. Yeah. So like, let's create a pe a character around spheres because we're going to be able to create. And Vector Man actually has way more animations and way more frames. It's uh in some ways a technically superior game, superior game as far as graphics goes compared to Donkey Kong. But Donkey Kong was the one that like. Yeah, that was like it blew That was like the groundbreaking yes. thing. That was yeah. Even on the Game Boy, I don't know if you've seen it on the Game Boy. I haven't seen the Game it's Boy. It's just like almost not Is almost the same, but it's like the graphics are impressive for a Game Boy. You're like, I didn't what? even know they put it on the Game Boy. Yeah, right Of course, he has it. <laughs> it's around here somewhere. Oh, I do see Donkey Kong oh, yeah, Land. Yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. One. yeah. So we have to go back. Did you you got Game Boy around the same time as NES, right? Because you were talking about playing. Something on the on the Game Boy, Tetris or anyway, what oh, games on oh, like Game Boy stick out to you the most? What what did um, you stick a bunch of hours into in Game Boy? So when I was a, when I was a little little kid, this goes back to when we were talking about um, being LDS, growing up LDS. Yeah, remember I got my hands on Mortal Kombat. <gasps> so Mortal Kombat, Sinner. yeah, I know, and was like just a little kid playing it. I look at a little flashlight on my original Game Boy, you know, like, <laughs> you know. That one it was a huge thing that stuck out for me. Um, and Pokemon. Definitely Pokemon. That's a big one like, people bring huge, up. Huge, huge game. Yeah, like, oh. I played it so much that, like, I went... That's when I bought the Game Boy Color, because I was like, I get to play Pokemon on a color screen now. It was so much fun to do, so... Did you do the rare candy trick? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. So many times. Like, I would level them all up, and then, <laughs> then other kids in the neighborhood were like, you want to battle? I'm like... Yes, I do. Yeah, I got level 99 yes, I do. Me, bitch. <laughs> I like, How do you have all these guys? I'm like, oh. Yeah, it, it, I, I don't know. Cause it was sort of pre-internet. I don't remember how I found the rare candy trick, but I remember printing out the instructions so mm -hmm. I could remember them because I couldn't do yeah. them again. And it was like you had to like swim from one island to yeah. another you or something. swim down to the island on the bottom left corner, uh, get your water Pokemon, and then half on the land, half on the water, and yes. go up and down until you get hit by the missing no, and then just... Damn, you have a good memory. Yeah, I memorized it. I actually didn't print it out. I memorized it all. <laughs> yeah, you just... <laughs> and then I would, just, I would do that over and over and over, level up my guys like crazy, and then duplicate all my master balls, and then catch everything. Yeah, because it was a glitch. It, did, it wasn't just for rare candy. You could duplicate any item, right? You put whatever item you set in your... You could duplicate a rare candy or a master ball. Yeah, or whatever. it was whatever it was the seventh item down. The seventh yeah, item. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think it's seventh. Hopefully, I'm right on the seventh. You're but. probably right. I just <laughs> trust you because you remember way more. That's awesome. Did you? You got a couple of Final Fantasies. Did you play Final Fantasy as a kid? It's kind of a hard so, game for a kid. I played seven when it came out, but not as much as you played seven. I'm sure. Yeah. But um, I played seven, and that was awesome. I loved it. I didn't ever beat it. It was one of those games that it, like, it was really fun to do, and I was just like wanted to spend more time on it, but didn't have the time, and then I never finished it, and so, yeah. I, so you own the game, the game, the game Boy Final Fantasy more collector item? Yeah, that actually came with like a package deal of like a bunch of other games I was buying, so I actually haven't played those yet, unfortunately. Dang. So, okay, so you went from... NES to Sega, what was next? It's a good question. It's a good question. For me, it was I think I think I PS1. Yeah. PS1 and 64 are sort of... I mean, we're talking about console gaming, because yeah. about that time, I was doing 
I was playing like Doom and stuff on. Oh, so you did get into PC gaming because obviously well, Doom's your. Yeah. Well, Mac gaming. My dad was a Mac developer, and uh, oh. so I we had Mac computers. So I played a lot of Mac games. Like, did you play Load Runner? Yes, because that was Runner, the, like the Mac game that everyone had that had a Mac was yeah, Roadrunner. There was that was like the old like the old Apple computer, you know, like the yeah, old yeah. ones. Um, but like OS nine, like Mac OS nine, I played a lot of games. Doing What's that. the best game on the Mac that you remember? Carmageddon. Oh yes, that was of course you'd like Carmageddon. Yeah, that was probably my favorite. I forgot game. about Carmageddon. That was like. Twisted Metal before Twisted yeah. Metal. Yeah. yeah. That was like the game. To, that like, was the... And to have it come out and you're like just building your car bigger and bigger. And there was a ton of levels you could play. There were so many levels. And just like running over all the zombies and beating each other with all the cars and stuff. Like that game was just... Yeah. Twisted Metal before Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal before yeah. Twisted Metal. I totally agree with you there. Yeah. And I remember uh, you could go into the... Stadium and run the football players. Yes, they're all playing football. Yeah. To me, yeah, I was always drawn to like sort of the more adult, violent games because they were. I'm not allowed. Same thing with Mortal Kombat. Like I couldn't play Mortal Kombat, even though I had a Genesis. I wasn't allowed to get it. Yeah, but the Genesis version had blood. The Super Nintendo didn't. Did it? Did you know that they actually had original like people in the game with blood, but then it got turned down by whoever was. Uh, who was, uh, was doing the ratings and stuff? They turned it down because it was too violent, so they had to switch them to zombies and change the blood to green. Oh, yeah. I just remember that. Yeah, the Genesis you could put a code in to get actual blood. Yeah, this... no, you. Yeah, and then with the Mac version, you could be like, you could choose zombies or blood. They kind of like made uh, this option for you. But yeah. Yeah, and then when Mortal Kombat Two came out, my dad wouldn't let me watch it in the arcade, so we would go to the. My favorite game in arcades, I don't know if you ever played this, was called Afterburner. Did you ever play Afterburner? It was like an yes. airplane game that, that the, the cockpit would, in the arcade, the cockpit would yeah. actually move. And so I, I would ask money to go play Afterburner. because yeah, you're like, you, that's, you, as a kid, like, that's a cool that's thing the, to do. It was you're the like, shit, dude. Yeah. It was so awesome. And I would play a couple games of Afterburner, and he would, like, make, I would let him see me playing Afterburner, then he'd kind of, like, wander off to the scene, and then I'd... Dad, look! I Look mean, at this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I'd walk off, and there was always a line for Mortal Kombat. But I was like a little kid, so I could sneak up to the side and kind of see the, like, up and angle from the screen, and no one would get mad at a little kid, like, buddy. Yeah. I wasn't actually going to play, but there was like, always this line. Peeking over there. Yeah. And I would watch people play Mortal Kombat <laughs> too because I wasn't allowed to watch it. And then my dad would freak the fuck out and go, and like, ah, you're not supposed to be watching this. But I was, that same thing, I was always drawn to the more adult violent games. I don't I think I played Carmageddon at a friend's house that a P, that I had a PC. Was it on PC as well? Yeah, they had a PC and Mac. Yeah. And then I I had the Mac one obviously. So your dad, you growing up LES, they didn't really Yeah, care. But, but this is the thing. It was always like this I feel like and this is how I don't know. I don't know how it all went down. I was like 10 year, you know, 11 years old, 12 years old, whatever. But I, I feel like my dad cuz he was a computer guy was like um, I'm gonna get you this because he was like he wanted to get me consoles and games and stuff like that, and then uh, my mom was about it, but I think to the point where, you know, once like the Columbine thing happened, she was freaking out. Cause everyone blamed that on Doom. Yeah, Doom. Back in the well, yeah, day. which yeah. is a huge thing because my dad bought me Doom. Like he bought me Doom first, and Wolfenstein, and all that stuff. And so you know, I was huge. I love that stuff. That was my favorite thing. Um, and I, I never. 
I thought it was so crazy when like the Columbine thing happened. I was like, that's weird that someone would do that. Like there was, it wasn't the video games and it wasn't the music. It was those kids and their parents probably didn't like talk to them. You know what I mean? It was the weirdest thing to me. So yeah. Anyway, my so dad, your mom when Columbine happened, so she was worrying yeah, about. Yeah, she was like, oh no, yeah. and then going to like these parent meetings and stuff. And <laughs> do you have an M M&M and M CD? Do you have Marilyn Manson? You know, and I'm like, were you listening to Marilyn Manson? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But I was like, no, I don't have that. <laughs> like, hurry around up to my room and hide the CDs and shit, you know. But um, the funny thing, yeah, the funny thing is about that is like, you know, they would find the CDs. Eventually, they'd find certain CDs and stuff and music and throw them away. But my dad, <laughs> again, bought me a CD burner when I was a kid. And I was like you know, I'm going to burn all the CDs. So when they, you know, get thrown away, I would just buy a new CD or burn a new CD. Oh, so you didn't care if they took it away. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. fuck it. I just burn a new CD. It seems like your dad was sort of aware, like... I think he was. And he was such a cool guy. Trying to balance out. Yeah, he was. I think he he knew. Like, I think he kind of knew, but, like, didn't really think too much of it. It was like, oh, no, he's he's a good kid, you know, like, whatever. He's not out doing drugs and, like... Just let him be a kid. kid. Yeah, like, I think he just wanted to just... Have me be me, which is great. So, you know, I think. So I you got that. after the Genesis. Your your dad's a Mac developer. Is that when you got introduced to Doom, which is obviously your favorite game? Yes. So there was like, well, okay. So it was like Wolfenstein, like all those old OS nine games. Um. Uh, let's see. There was. Oh man, we used to play a game called like Squirrel Combat. I don't know if you've ever even heard of that I've game. I've never heard of there that. There was all these weird, obscure games for OS nine. My cousin had a Mac, and that was my exposure to Mac. I do remember Load Runner, mm-hmm. and I do remember like he had an early game that was in 3D where you played like a bug, and you like run through the grass. Oh, does man, that ring a bell? Yes, to you? that does. What is that game? Oh wow! I think I actually had that game. Like my dad was always buying all these OS9 games for us. Like we'd always play a shit ton of them. There were so many. Oh, what was it? I remember just being yeah. one of the first games. That had 3D 3D graphics that like later on in the PS2 era, the compressed textures that were smooth, that kind of were smoothed yeah. over versus pixelated. And it's the first time I'd seen textures that weren't pixelated in a 3D game mm-hmm. and thinking like, damn, Macs are cool. Yeah, no, like, it was impressive. Cool. It was really, and the graphics cards for them, I feel like, were like a step up from... At well, the time, so, yeah, yeah. So the graphics card that came, yeah, the graphics cards that came in the Macs were actually like the good ones, whereas the ones that came standard with PC were, like, not good. You'd have to buy the upgrade. Yeah. And so, you know, when you bought the Mac, you were like, all right, let's get the games, and you'd already be just stoked on the games, but... Mac had a... At least, I did play a lot of games on the Mac in the school of Mac Lab, which was uh, or- <laughs> the Oregon Trail. Yes, the old Oregon Trail. A fucking Oregon Trail, and then um, there was one... Maybe you remember, I brought it up a couple times, where... Dang, I need to look this up so I can remember the name later in another episode. But you started out as like picking a doll in a carnival, and you shot the doll with a yes. gun, and then Holy you get shit. transported uh, to this other world. The island game, Doctor Something Island. Yes. Oh, what is that? What is that? Oh, it's such a good game. No it's one's ever remembered that. Such a good game. Yes, it I was trippy. That yes, that it was game so much fun. Made me feel like something island. Yes, something yes. island. Oh, D. And it was a bunch of puzzles. Come on, D. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Look that up, Mac. Mac. I don't even know what you'd Google. Uh, Mac. Mac OS 9 Island game. Oh, fuck. I don't know. 
That's. But it was trippy because you would shoot the doll. Yes. The doll would get sucked into an yeah, alternate and then you'd world go into and come this, to like, life. Little spinny thing. Yes. The swirls. Yes. And then you had no. To... Monkey Island's a different one. Yeah, Monkey Island's a great a game, game though. though. That's yeah, a great game. It's a great game. I love it. And you have to like do these puzzles. I remember. Uh, there's what a, was it? There's like a cavern. Yes. Where you have to have that a was candle. one of my favorite games. Like because it was all the puzzle games. Like I yes. just loved it. And that was when you know in the Mac Lab. That was what we did. Yeah. Like I'm, oh sweet, we got to go to the Mac Lab. Let's play that game. Oh. That was a big one. Num- numbers Munchers was another. Did you play Numbers Munchers? It was like a math game where you played like a little yeah. Pac-Man well, guy. Yeah, well, I played, oh, not Numbers Munchers, but I played Math Blaster, which was... Yes, Math Blaster. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, oh, uh, obviously my favorite of all time, Diablo 2. Like, that was... A, that came out with OS 9 of it originally. Diablo 2 was on OS 9? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had to wow. port it. They had to port it, or at least run it in Classic... When you played on OS ten, uh, I didn't. I didn't get into any of the Diablos till much later in retrospect. Um, did you play Doom before Diablo? Yeah, yeah. I actually still play Diablo to this day. Still have my account. You got to get Diablo <laughs> three on the Switch, by the way. Oh really? Is so I've, it's I've dangerous. Heard it's, good. it's dangerous like because it's, you could just like lay in your bed yeah, and just, just grind play, and grind uh, and grind. See, and that I played the beta for Diablo three, and I was like, this is cool. I think it's really fun. But it wasn't Diablo two. It's you know, not Diablo. Diablo two was like it was the Lord of the, the the expansion pack. That was like my thing. I remember thinking. So again, I sort of pull similarly, and like I like dark, demonic angels and demons. I remember the cutscenes, yes. the CGI cutscenes oh, yeah. of Diablo two at my great. friend's house. Like, uh, was it Gabriel the main? The main angel, um, the fallen angel that's like helping you. Is is it Or no, but we, it is and Gabriel. I thought were. Gabriel? He has like uh, a mask, and you can just see his eyes, but he's got wings. Yeah, and he comes down. I just remember some yeah. of the cutscenes and just the idea of the lore of like angels and demons. Thinking like, oh man, this is really cool. But it was at a friend's house. I didn't ever own it. Yeah, but Doom was the same way. I would speaking of LDS, I would play Doom. I had a young men's leader. I didn't have access to a PC at this time that had an old PC, and he would let me come over and play Doom at his house. And he <laughs> what would, a good guy. And what yeah, a good and I remember, guy. I remember, I remember <laughs> him saying, like, I probably should let you play this because I know your parents are going to yeah. not care, like, uh, not like it. You know. He was a chill dude. Yeah. And I remember reading something online, doing a code, and at the very end of Doom 2, the final boss, you can clip through the wall. Mm-hmm. And there's like the head on the stake, and yeah. it's supposed to be like one of the developers uh, yeah, or something. Yeah, it's um, John Carmack. John Carmack. Yeah. And I remember just like thinking, like, oh, I'm fighting the devil, and what's behind the devil is actually a severed head. And I was too young to understand that it was a programmer and it was like a like an Easter egg. So I interpreted it as like the devil is actually like <laughs> this guy. This guy, and I just remember <laughs> thinking that whole idea of like demons. I know when I first saw that, I was just like. What is this? Yeah, like, it was so confusing. Like, what am I looking at right yeah. now? Yeah. But then after a while, because I had the, like, the poster of Doom with all like their signatures and everything. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I was starting to like look up, well, when the internet came around, starting to look it up and I'm like, oh, that's the the, the, the main developer. The main dude. Yeah. Which actually, he just came out with a new, uh, like a whole new map pack of yes. all original Doom. And, yes. And like Buckethead does the soundtrack. Yes. So it's. I, I want to get it. I just haven't gotten it yet. But I saw. I saw that headline. There's also. There's been a. Do you have Steam? Do you play games on Steam? No, but I. Probably Man, should. There's this <laughs> whole like retro 
FPS like surge going on where they're dude make, it's a big thing right now like, it's a big. huge thing and they're making 90s FPS's that are like Duke Nukem for yeah. Duke Nukem Doom and uh, they're coming out with all these and they have like weird graphic styles and they're met like meshing sort of new modern gameplay mechanics with like these old school aesthetics and it's it's just ruining my wallet. Like every time I see one, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll buy it. <laughs> I probably won't play you for six months. That's just like me though. Every yeah. time I'm like, hop on eBay for a second, like you see a game, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> buy it now or make an offer. You know that kind of shit. So when you play Doom the first time, obviously it's your favorite game. We have your shirt. We got the Doom guy. We've nerded out. And about again, Doom. I did not mean to actually wear the shirt. I put it on this morning. Forgot about that we were doing this. And then you came over like, Doom. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. What about Doom? So you played it on Mac the first time. That was the first version you played, yes. right? What about... Well, actually, no, sorry, hold on. There was... I played at a friend's house when I was a kid. He had a PC, and we played, like, Doom and Hexen, Heretics. Oh, Hexen. You know, all those older, yes. you know, um, Duke Nukem. And then the... What's the other Duke Nukem? It was the guys who made Duke Nukem that did, like, the... Like, a Samurai. Uh, oh, uh... Uh, what's it called? Sam- yeah. Not Samurai Showdown, but uh, no. Shadow Warrior. Shadow Warrior. Shadow yeah. Warrior. That yes. was yeah. We played all those games, and then um, eventually I was like, Dad, I want to get Doom. You know, like Doom, Doom, Doom. And so he bought it for me eventually. But and then you got it for yourself. And what about it? Did you know immediately this is going to be your favorite game ever, or did it grow on you over time? Um, I knew. I don't know. I, I didn't know it would be my favorite game ever. Because I have a lot of favorite games. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I was a huge fan. Actually, while we're talking about this, um, Marathon, which was Bungie, which who did Halo and all that stuff, they did Marathon, which was the precursor to Halo. It was like the I've never even heard of this. Yeah. And actually, the the uh, there's a Marathon 2 Durandal, and that's where... That's where you get your artist That's where name. I got my artist name was the crazy computer who's trying to tr- like teleport you around the universe, slowly goes crazy, tries to kill you, and that's where... It's called Marathon? Marathon. And there's two, there's Marathon 1 and 2? There's 3. There's 3 of them. 1, 2, and Infinity. And they're, they're PC, Mac? Mac, only. it was only Mac. Only Mac. Only Mac. And I have never heard and of so this. That, and as, you know, being, um, you know, with my dad who was a Mac developer and all that was like, you need to try Marathon. You know, and we played it. We actually, my biggest, or my greatest memory was um, going, so he worked at WordPerfect in Novell. I don't know if you remember WordPerfect in Yeah, Novell. that's where my friend had the PCs that yeah. worked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he worked at Novell and WordPerfect, and we would play, like, LAN parties, you know, because all their computers are connected. Mm-hmm. And so Saturday afternoons, we would go over to his work, and he would be like, hey, uh, I'm going to go play Marathon with my son you guys should come down, you know, and he would have some of his, like, co-workers come down and play, and I would destroy them all. Like, I was the kid, like, are you you're bringing your son again? Don't bring your son again. Like, I'm like this 12-year-old kid, like, ready to just throw down a marathon. Like, that was my thing. It's an FPS, right? It's a yeah, first-person shooter. Yeah. Like, it was the, fir- it was the first first-person shooter where you could aim up and down. So, oh, because like, Doom auto aimed. Yeah, but auto aim. Yeah, but like Marathon was like, you know, you can move like all around. Yeah. Have and you so, played Brutal Doom? The, the yeah, mo- Brutal yeah. Doom's. Awesome. So I brought that up to some other guys on the episode and showed them. And Brutal Doom is like, if you're gonna play Doom, yeah, 
just figure out how to do the Boodle Doom mob. It's actually super easy. You just drag and drop onto. Mm -hmm. It's it's not that hard to figure out, but there's so many mods you can get in Boodle Doom. That's what I like about it is you can actually yeah. aim the way that yeah. You Brutal save. Doom was one where you're, you're like, oh, I'm playing Brutal Doom. Like, oh, I can move around. Like, yeah. this is weird. Okay, but cool, you know. But the thing is, is the graphics get all weird because you're. It's not used to that. Whereas Marathon was like, you can move around, and it was like it was built it was for a, it. Yeah, it was. There really are cool. some cool. I don't know. Do you read a lot of like gaming websites? Keep up with gaming news. Not really. Not as much. So Nvidia has, uh, along with Google and some other people, have released what they call neural AI upscalers. So you feed the AI a bunch of pictures, and then it will upscale, and then it will learn, kind of figure out like what they're supposed to look like, and then it can four, six, eight, ten x the resolution of a picture, and it will. But it's not just like a filter; it'll actually fill in the pixels based on AI. And so people have gone. Of course, Doom is one of the first games, and someone has gone through and basically ran through all the textures, all the enemies, really? everything. So it's all eight x. Oh wait. There was, um, I remember that. Okay, so there's, uh, I know you can get, like, like, remakes of Dooms that people have done. So, where, yeah, like, the graphics a, are, like, really awesome. Like, they're yeah, so pretty impressive. There's a bunch of packs that are done by hand where people have gone through and created yeah. their own assets to replace the original Doom assets. And I think some of those are actually better. But if you're, like, an, like a, a purist, and you want to see the original artwork just upscaled mm -hmm. to modern resolutions, yeah. then you can use these texture and uh, sprite packs that are based on AI upscaling. See, I like that. I like that idea. Where I, you, yeah. Where you're like, still, the nostalgia's there, but you kind of want to like live in 2019, where you're like, hold on. Anyway, you combine <laughs> those texture packs with the gameplay elements of Brutal Doom, which Brutal Doom, the newest version, has third-person executions. So it's like they've animated everything. Like it'll zoom, the camera will zoom out. You'll see Doom Guy and he'll like, kind of like Doom 2016. Yeah. yeah. Will like rip an arm off. Mm -hmm. But it's all pixelated and there's blood everywhere. I like the pixel aesthetic. I love obviously great 3D graphics, but I think something about the pixel aesthetic, I don't ever get sick of. I don't get sick of it. Like, and anyway, so Brutal it's, Doom's, it's something about pixel blood and pixel demons. Well, slightly it's, more satisfying. It's true because you can make it, well, I don't know. I, I feel like you can just make it as most the most fucked up thing you can see, and just like as much blood as you want. It doesn't <laughs> even so... matter. There could be like like a fire truck hose full of blood coming yeah. out of it, and it's like, oh, it's just pixelated. It, it's not that big of a deal. Whereas if you're playing like a new version of Doom, and like if you rip some guy in half, then like if it was like a shit ton of blood, it would just be. Weird. You'd be like, oh, I don't like that. You know, like, yeah, it doesn't work the know. same way. Yeah. yeah. If it, but if it was pixelated and it's just like, just gore flying everywhere, like that would be pretty fun. Yeah, and the the, the brutal doom mod has like a, a slider of how much blood you want. I always turn it. Oh, yeah. on. Yeah. Of course. There, there shouldn't course. even be a slider. There shouldn't. Should exactly. Put you it should. to the top. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't give. Yeah. Don't give me that. <laughs> so you you get into doom, and obviously it hits you pretty hard because that's your. Did you play Doom 1 and 2? Did you beat them, or mm -hmm. was it just something you oh, yeah. played? All the time. Yeah. I did it with codes, without codes, like, over and over and over. Like, over and just, over and over again. Yeah. And then I, I memorized all my favorite levels, and I would ID clip, you know, to my favorite level every time. Yeah. Dang. And then, is there anything else on PC that you can remember? Or ID or, clip. I said ID clip, OS. sorry. I'm totally coming back on that. I said ID clip. 
That's a meme and nerd in me. Isn't ID Clip the ID Clip is so you the walls? Go the walls. That yeah, was yeah. ID C L E V ID Club or whatever. I have to I have to correct myself for the, <laughs> for the podcast. I have There's to, some other doom nerd out there. <laughs> Fuck know, that yeah, guy. Some dude, motherfucker, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, if we were drunk hanging out and I said that, I'd have been like, eh, fuck it. But now we're on the podcast. Yeah, I gotta say it. Sorry, but keep going. So, Alex, so you you do the the NES, the Genesis, then the Mac OS comes in. You get introduced to Doom, which is now your favorite game, and then you went to. I see you have some PS One games. Chronologically, for me, that's what would be next. Um, do you remember what you got after that? It's a good. It's a good question again. Um, I can't. Hmm. I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, PS, well, yeah, all the PS1 games, I mean. There's a PS1 version of Doom, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. It's around here. Oh, you got Gran Turismo. Right, right there. Oh, yeah, there is. So the PS1 version is really cool because, like, the music is different and, like, the atmosphere is different the sounds are different. It's just, it's, it's very... Like it's darker? Eerie. It's very eerie, yeah. It's, yes, I think... It's eerie. I think... Uh, so, I mentioned this before we started the, recording the podcast. There's a YouTube channel. I think it's called, like, Retrospective Gaming, or it's the type of episode. You can look like Doom Retrospective. And they go through and they compare all the all the different ports and console versions in different places you can play Doom. And I'm pretty sure that's what they mentioned on the PS1 version. That's a completely different soundtrack that's darker yeah, and and they said that I I didn't play that version when I had PS One, even though that was my glory days. But in this doc, this little mini documentary on Doom, they said a lot of people prefer the PS One version just because of the audio. Yeah, that's and that's what I've heard from a lot of people yeah. too. Was like you have to play that one mainly for just like the cool sounds. You know, did you play an FPS on PS One called Disruptor? I didn't. It was like similar to Doom, where it wasn't full three D. Like the gun was a two D sprite. All the enemies were 2D sprites, but you had rudimentary 3Ds. Hmm. It's like a very early PS1. It's like a sci-fi cyberpunk. Um, you might want to check that one out, too. I mean, I don't know how it plays now. Uh, PS1 is my glory days, so, but I will say this. PS1 games don't hold up as well as like NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis games. They're more some. clunky. And I think there's some. There's Wipeout. Some. Still, Wipeout is one, Wipeout. Of the best, one of the best racing games, I think, of all time. Yeah, uh, Wipeout was just perfect. I sort think. of, sort of semi copyright issue is the okay. the, the copy the uh, artwork for the podcast. The uh, I have like you remember there's a um, Ferris. Anyway, I I liked on Wipeout the different fake companies, the different companies that cr- manufactured the racers. Phasar. There's a the okay. racer Phasar, and they have like a little circle with lines. I stole and kind of moved that little Phaser logo and put it in the right-hand corner of the artwork <laughs> because that's one of... Wipeout was the first game that got me into electronic music. That's really? kind of well, what... Well, yeah, there was a pretty cool soundtrack. There was a really that. cool yeah, soundtrack. There was a really good soundtrack. Well, I mean, I don't mean... Elect- I mean electronic... So I put electronica. Well, yeah, but like electronica. Like but I as a kid, a- like, that's going to be the thing that's going to... Yes. You're not going to hear that. I mean, it's... Was it... I don't think it was made in... Was it made in the United States? I think it was made, like... I think it's a German. Yeah. And Psygnosis. So, yeah. I think it's a so German, like when European. You, yeah, when you're, like, hearing that music... Yes. Because, like, we, we didn't get that music force-fed to us... At all. At all, until the PlayStation came along, until there was, like, stuff yep. like this from, you know... The idea of anti-gravity racing, all the, all the little, like, they created their own corporate world, all these different companies, they had their own logos, each company had their own backstory... 
and then the music. I listened to electronica, like I had listened to some electronic stuff that Nine Inch Nails was doing. Um, Depeche Mode was like a they they, but it wasn't like dance or right. heavy electronica. Yeah. Where Wipeout was like, yeah, there was a like, lot. This is actually yeah, there was okay, a lot. Of, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, as you're racing too, as you're racing, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I still what, think I still think if you're gonna make a racing game and you want to get into it, drum and bass. That's true. It, it, drum is and bass a is like game with drum and bass. I I don't know. I mean, I don't. I haven't heard a lot. Maybe like people can actually like tell us. Hopefully, I'm sure know. someone will be like, "There's this." Yeah, there's this. Yeah, game. like I want to hear it. I want to hear, like, I want a good racing game with like some of the best drum and bass. Like that would be amazing. I should link you up with uh, one of my friends that's going to be on the podcast. He is we call him the Think Tank. His artist name is Think. And he's really like a, a he digs deeper when it comes to music than any I've ever met. He blogged me. He ran a blog called The Wax Hole way back in the day. That was back when blogs mattered in music. They don't matter anymore. <laughs> um, anyway, he loves drum and bass, and he's always trying to convert me to drum and bass and sending me. There's so many sub drummers on drum and bass. I should link you two guys up because uh, okay. I think yeah, I think he could give you some music. But he's the same way. He talks about he will play games on mute. And do drum and bass for yeah. his own soundtrack. Yeah, I think that's the way to do it. Like, <laughs> even I don't know. I love. I think Mario Kart is one of the best. Also, one of the best racing games besides you know Wipeout Mario Kart. But if I put some drum and bass to like Mario Kart, like sixty four especially, just we go crazy. I I'd never it. thought about that. Yeah, that would be. Uh, it is pretty like heart pumping. Yeah, and and uh, my buddy uh, James actually, we were talking about this at Dubwise recently. He was like, the scary thing is when you're driving in your car and you have the car with the automatic volume when you accelerate and it yeah. feels louder. He's like, don't listen to drum and bass because you're just going to accelerate accelerate as hard as you can. <laughs> yeah, you're just, you're like, just blasting drum and bass. Like, yes. And you're going to die. You So you, you have Ridge Racer as well, which I th- and Battling the Toshiden, which were the two first games I got on yeah. PS1. Did you get them... Early or did you get them later? No, I got that with my PlayStation One. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that was actually it was a launch game. Yeah, and then the fun. I'll tell you a story about this also. Um, we, my dad actually took away Battle Arena from us, and he only brought it out like when my cousins were over, and we were like, okay, we want to play a fighting game, and he would like bust it out. You know, teen rating. We're under uh, teens, you know, yeah, at the yeah. time. Or, I don't know, I think we are like 12 or 13 or something like that. And <coughs> he would um, he would bust that out, and then we would just play Battle Arena for hours. Do you remember the character you liked on Battle Arena? Um, dude, it's been so long since I played that game. So there's long. A, there's um, a girl with there's, green hair and like a fairy dress and two knives. Yeah. No, That's she was who awesome. I always played. Yeah. The one that, I, my favorite was the one with the, the katana, and he was doing, you would do it, you could do a flip. The forward roll. flip, yes. yeah. Just a flip, flip, and you just, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, oh, I forget his name. Battlerina is the first game that I saw. I saw a PlayStation 1 at Blockbuster on demo. Battlerina was playing, and I couldn't, I couldn't believe my mind, but I think PS1s were like 600 bucks, like early, really? like launch, and I think I got it a year later, but... I got a demo demo disc with the PS1 that wasn't the demo disc that had Street Fighter, Puzzle Fighter on it, but it was like the launch demo disc, and it had this whale demo. Do you remember the whale demo? Did you ever play this? There was a demo where all it was was a whale in water, 
and you could move the camera anywhere you wanted and circle this whale, and you could control its animations. Really? And just the fact that you could control it. Yeah, you could it, do that, yeah. With a PlayStation like, 1 game, that's... It was a PlayStation 1 game, and I remember my dad was sort of like, video games are a waste of time. I don't really... I'll let you play video games as long as you're playing sports the same amount of time or you're doing homework the same amount of time. So up to that point. But I remember showing him this whale demo and him being like, wait, what? He never seen 3D before. Yeah. And uh, he started, he didn't get into games, but they, I created like a little bit of a connection where I could bring games that were sort of to show him, like, look at the, where the technology is going. I just remember him being blown away by that whale demo. But I also got Ridge Racer at launch with it. And the cool thing about Ridge Racer, which I don't know why they don't do this even now with modern games, is while the game is loading, you can play Galaga. Oh, remember that? Yeah, yeah, that? Yes. Yes. I remember that. Why like, don't they do that? This is so cool. This is a little TV yeah. game. Like, it keeps you entertained yeah. while the game is loading. I mean, it's such a simple thing to run. Such a simple thing. I don't know. It's an early I mean, idea that they I, never did. Maybe we... Let's... let's Let's petition this. We should put- <laughs> Change.org. Change.org. <laughs> put mini games into loading screens. Now a lot of games will do like hints, loading screens where you can cycle through hints yeah. and read hints. That's but true. yeah, I remember thinking that was an I know the New Doom does that, where there's like, it will display hints. Actually, yes. you can't, I don't know if you can cycle through them though, but I think it will always just like, I guess a lot of games do that. I shouldn't just say Some of them, general. like Dragon Age Origins is the one I was thinking of in particular, just because I'm going back and playing it. Or excuse me, Dragon Age inquisition and you can cycle hints like oh i've already seen this hint before i can cycle and you sort of cycle through hints while the game is loading but i think a mini game which the cool thing about ridge racer is published by namco who is the owns the publishing right for galaga so it's just a game they already own and they're like hey we'll just run this simple small game while the game's loading yeah and uh obviously this one loading times were long like just run like a, I mean, depending on how long a loading game is, yeah. you could like run like a Mario level or something. Yeah, fun, you know? small like, Mario level. Or a Mega Man game, like, because Mega Man's hard as hell, but see, see how far you can get in that game while it's loading. While it's loading. That'd be a fun thing with your friends, where you're like... Exactly. You're like, okay, alright, so the game's loading, and you've got, you know... 35 seconds yeah, like, or a minute. How far can you get in Mega Man? You know, yep. something like that. That's how fun. I would play Galaga, it's like, can I... I'd always try to see if I could shoot all of the invaders before the loading yeah. was finished. I never once got bored of that loading screen. And it was I just remember that's a launch title yeah. for PS1. It's a great. Yeah, idea. that came with the console. Like, yeah, that it came was with the, the console. That was the main game. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and speaking and I, was, I would always think like the super blocky Asian girl that had the, the thing. I was like, that was like, oh, she's so hot. They go back and look at it now. It's just like triangle head, triangle boobs. <laughs> it was like old like Tomb Raider. We're just like, yes. everyone was so hyped on this like 3D boobs. And you're like, this, it looks yeah. like road cones. She, <laughs> yeah. She wasn't hot, but I thought she was hot. Let's see what else. You got South Park. Oh, so you did play Final Fantasy VII, but it didn't, you didn't beat it. Yeah, it was not a thing that... You do have a Gran Turismo 2. I put some time into Gran Turismo 2. I was a big fan of... Um, so, again, I would have the demo games and stuff. Like, my dad would get me the games and come with demo games. Um, uh, rally, uh, Ridge Rally. Ridge Rally was my thing. Was that the off-road Ridge yes. Racer? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. oh, I get to race, like, Subarus and shit. You know, yeah. like, that was so cool to me. And so, like, off-road racing was probably one of my... Also... A huge thing for me when I was a kid. Like, Did you play, play in the Dirt franchise? 
Dirt. I, it's like the yeah. newer version of. I know of Dirt, and which is weird. I'd actually never really gone into Dirt. I haven't played yeah, either, but it's it's. I know it's good, and it was probably like the better version of all that. But did you ever play Jet Moto on PS One? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I think I have that. You one have Jet Moto. Here. I'm pretty sure I have that one around here somewhere. Yeah, I remember Jet Moto had this mechanic that I've never seen in a game, a racing game, at least since. Yeah, Jet Moto was a good. one. Whereas you would, when you take corners, you could hit like a grappling hook to mm-hmm. an anchor. And like and swing it, you harder. It would swing you yeah. around, and no other racing game has used that. I thought that was cool, but I got a 64 eventually, and I remember specifically thinking when I got Wave Racer, I yeah, was like, I have Wave Racer for sure. Jet Moto's water is bullshit compared is, to the water in Wave Racer. Uh, yeah, Wave Racer is the better version of Jet Moto for sure. Hands down. However, the music on Wave Racer is total bullshit. Put the game, about put the game on mute and listen to your own soundtrack. I can't. I would say this. I don't remember anything about the music. It's forgettable, obviously. Yeah, it, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. It's so so I did like the the opening, like the dolphin park, like the opening mm-hmm. sort of play area. It wasn't a track, and there was dolphins and jumps. I can remember that music a little bit, but that's a good point. I do remember more music from Jet Moto than I do Wave Racer. It must have sucked. Yeah, it's it's. Oh, I don't know. I, I like I play it. I'm like I feel like I'm playing in this weird, like, like kids, like jump house place <laughs> where they're just, like playing the dumbest stuff. I, I just can't do it. Like, I don't know. Uh, have you? Do you know? Do you know what Coconut Cove is? Have you taken your daughter to Coconut Cove? Um, it's the dopest. No, like, I've jump done Kangaroo playoffs. Zoo, which is yeah, probably that, a lot like Coconut. That one's dope too. Coconut yeah. Cove is like. 1600 north and like west of geneva okay it's kind of like out in vineyard but it's this and they always play this like terrible music which is making me think that's exactly like kangaroo zoo yeah my kid i'm like like she's having the time of her life and i'm over there and you're listening to this this terrible music yeah they're the same way the the play place is awesome but yeah. yeah why do they pick such terrible music they know the pen i mean i guess well because yeah it's for the kid like they yeah. don't. The kids don't care. I mean, if it were me, I'd be blasting Slayer and be like, "Your kids need to listen to some, like, listen to this cool shit." And like, the kids not even paying attention. Yeah, they're not they're paying. They're jumping attention. on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, Wave Racer that bad. I have to go back and listen to it. Did you play Pilot Wings on sixty four? No, I didn't. That was like. Um, did you play Pilot Wings on SNES. Ah. Uh-huh. I don't know if there's a pilot there's, on GameCube. I, think I, I didn't one. play a lot of like flying type like simulation games. Um, however, there's one for NES that I played a lot, which was like, was it? Um, what is it called? I can't think of Sky Strike. Uh, what is it? On NES. I have it. I have it. I just don't remember what it's called. I have to go through them. But that one was a fun one. It was like a top. Like a, a uh, top-down bullet yeah, hell. Yeah, like you were, you were the plant and you were just doing this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are, I like those ones You like the bullet hell games. Yeah, like uh, 1942, you know. 1942, and yeah, all that yeah. Stuff. There's one, uh, did you play Raiden on PS1? Raiden. Raiden, uh, or R-Type. R-Type, I was going to yeah. say R-Type. I yeah. love R-Type. R-Type, similar. R-Type that's, is awesome. Yeah, yeah. But that's a side-scroller. That's like a side-scroller, yeah. but similar cool. concept. I think that my one of my favorite PlayStation One games, though, I think would be um, Machine Hunter. Do you ever play Machine Hunter? No, that and that's good. rare for me to not know a PS One game. Machine Do you have Hunt- it? Yes, I've got it still. And actually, Rory, if you watch this, 
I stole that from you when you were. <laughs> I still you have it. I you still inherited have it. it. I, I still have it. Yeah. Well, we played it together, and he left it in my house, and that was when we what were kind like, of game is we're it? like sixteen years old. Um, it was a uh, like a you're looking straight down, and you're like this half machine, you're like a cyborg machine thing. Yeah. And you would like cruise around through like this. It it was like dark and scary. You know, it was like um I don't know. You're like this in in space almost. Uh, I can't even remember. But anyway, you, so you can go through and you like you kill all these people and you you upgrade and stuff and you get better guns and everything and like you can like reach around corners and kill people and stuff. Anyway, I've never heard of that. This is the thing. While we're going through all of this, I'm going to tell you right now. When we're done with this, we should probably play the modded Xbox so we can just go through games that we're talking about. Because you have can, a modded Xbox. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I have every game, all every old school game. Like I made sure I have all of them. And then every PlayStation One game, every original Xbox game, and then yeah, any game we yeah, Machine Hunter. Because should probably just the like, way go you describe that reminds me a little bit of a. Did you play a game called Loaded? Because you Loaded, liked, yes, that sounds really familiar. Yeah, you like the darker more. Yeah. So I remember my brother rented Loaded, and he was older, and he was mature. And I remember trying to tattle on him. My dad, he's not supposed to have that. <laughs> I rented something. Else. I, was, I was such a little fucking shit. I don't know, man. I mean, it's like... But it was a top-down, yeah. like, you could play as, like, seven different psychopaths escaping yeah. the insane asylum. It was, like, the similar idea, but you were instead of a machine, you were, like, a psycho yeah. with special powers. It was top-down, really graphic, really mm -hmm. dark, really yeah. bloody for PS1 era. Machine Hunter, man. When you talk here. about that, it... All right, look. It's here. Um... Uh... I'm solid. I'm really I'm really surprised because yeah, my PS One knowledge is generally oh that's great. Nightmare Creatures Nightmare, which that is game. amazing that amazing game. game that game is amazing no, yeah Nightmare like, Creatures I'm show you is badass Machine Hunter because you yeah it's right here let me see if I recognize the cover that is oh amazing. I have seen this cover okay good but that I never played game. it that is an amazing game probably one of the best PlayStation One games. This does look awesome. It reminds me a little bit of there was a '64 game called Blast Corps. Did you play Blast Corps? Mm -mm. I think that game might have been a knockoff of this. Yes, I. So I do remember seeing this uh, this game, and I remember seeing the cover art. And for some reason, it was one of the few ones I didn't play. Dang. Maybe I have played this because I'm looking at a couple of the screenshots. I know there's a demo of it. Like, I it might came have out on a demo. demo disc. Yes. Yeah. So that's what got me hooked. Like the demo, I beat like a million times, and then my buddy had it, and he brought it over, and I was just like, and then he left it in my house, and I played it for so long. Oh, it's in my. I don't have it in here. I have it in my. Oh, look, I have the original codes. The original codes on a sticky note. That's, oh, this is what you had to do. Yeah. So for you young children that have <laughs> access to the internet, this is the shit we used to have to do. Write down the codes. That's awesome. Lazy player. All pickups. Yeah. Uranus. Unlimited. Content. Get sacked. Fight bosses only. No mission. Activates extra areas. Grim Reaper. One shot kills. Z Unlimited. Unlimited upgrades. Invincible. Invincibility. That is awesome. Yeah. Dang, I'm impressed. You brought out a PS1 game that I wasn't aware of. I mean, we should play it. We should, I'm well, definitely we down to try it. probably play it later. You, have, you also, the one I wanted to bring up was you have Bloody Roar. Um, that was an animal fighting game. Wait, on PlayStation? Yeah, PS1. It's over here. It's called Bloody, oh, Bloody Roar. Roar. 
honestly don't remember it, so I'm trying to like think of what it is. What is it? It's like a. Yeah, I'm like, like, do you remember like, Primal Rage? It's like an yes, arcade game yeah, where you yeah. can play dinosaurs and gorillas, and yeah. they use this similar graphic style, dig- digitized graphics like Mortal Kombat. This was like the know. 3D version of. Oh that. wait, you know what? This might actually come from my buddy Punkmon. I'm trying to think because I don't know if I played this one yet, and I know that he hooked me up with a bunch of games. Ah. I'm wondering if he gave me this one. He might have, and I haven't played it yet. Because that game, instead of being an animal, you were a human that could. You know how fighting games will have like your power up. That game, the power up is you transform into the animal version. Each character has like an animal version of themselves, and uh, yeah, well, that, we should, I guess that was badass. Let's see. You also have. Let's see. No, oh, yeah, rally Night, cross. That's, rally cross. Said, what did I say? Rally. You said dirt or ridge rally. Ridge. I was thinking ridge racer. Sorry, I was like throwing yeah. ridge racer in. All right. The Scotch. It's the Scotch. It's I blame, the Scotch. I blame the Scotch. We right blame there. the Scotch. Yeah. So from PS One, so you got into PS One a little bit. Um, were you still playing Mac at this time? Did your dad still have newer versions of Mac? Oh, it was always always like computer gaming. What were you playing on computer? Um, Diablo. Diablo, Diablo two, man. Yeah. Like that was well, Diablo one for a while with my buddy Corey. We used to like we we played football, so we did our football practices and stuff, and then. He's like, do you want to go to your house and eat food and play Diablo? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah of course I do. Of course. And so we ride our bikes back, go play Diablo, and then we pass out, you know, and then <laughs> go back to practice, come back again, play Diablo again, and then and then Diablo two came out, and I was just like, and then the internet was there, you know, and we were like playing with other people, and game over. People didn't see me for days. I was just so you went all in. Oh on, yeah, dude, I was Diablo. playing Diablo. Well, I have a song that I made after Diablo that I love so much that, like, just sampled Diablo. Like, I love Diablo. It's, I don't know, something about it. But you haven't played Diablo 3, which... I I did, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Apparently, Um, like, they did a bunch of patches. Yeah, the new patches I heard are really good, and I I want to play them. My dad even bought me the game. He bought me Diablo 3. Really? He bought it for me and was like, you should play this. And I'm like, Dad, I can't get addicted to another game like you're, you're, you're <laughs> i'm free. an adult now i'm also that's when i started making music is when diablo 3 came out and i was like well, when did diablo 3 come out it was like 2012 2013 yeah and so i'm like yeah dad i can't i can't get another like another game going on because i'm i don't know i i want to focus on this music for a while and then he was all right fine fine i get it you know so your dad's still kind of game keep up with stuff he does kind of. He's you know he's getting older, obviously, but um, I don't think I don't think he plays like he used to. But when when uh, you know I was a kid, he would play every game with me, and I love that. I I think that's an you important guys connected thing. over gaming. Oh, yeah. yeah, like we didn't we connected on a lot of things, but when it, it was mainly gaming, gaming was kind of like our thing. Other than that, we didn't really hang out, talk too much. But when it came to games, it was like. Hey, I got this game for you. Let's play it, you know. And he had his own copy of Diablo 2, and I had my own copy. Uh, and yeah. we played, we, you know, we did all the quests together and stuff, and that was a cool thing for me. Like that was a very big important time in my life. He he was so stoked that I love gaming that he bought me one of the Voodoo 5 cards, the GFX Voodoo 5 cards. I remember Voodoo was the Yeah. Shit. That, he bought me one of those and was like, "This is for you. Play Quake 3." You know, and bought me Quake 3, and I was just like, fuck yeah like <laughs> yes hell yeah you know and so that was a cool thing and you know i always remember that for the rest of my life 
That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, I kicked it a little bit with my dad, as I mentioned before, but not. No, he definitely didn't play games. You're the second person that's talked about having like a a big part of the relationship is gaming with their dad. Actually, I had a oh, guy yeah. on who was a pilot for Frontier Airlines, and uh, him and his dad got way into Arma. Have you played heard of Arma? Uh-uh. It's like a military simulator, and they play with like uh, actual military vets. Which would make sense why he's probably a pilot. Yes, you know? he's more into like hardcore simulation. He plays uh, dog like dog fighting military aircraft simulators. He does flight simulator. Does Arma. He does like PUBG. Some some of the more arcadey. He tried, said he tried Fortnite, but anyway, him and his dad. Oh, it was actually Battlefield, the newer. Oh yeah, not five. I think Battlefield four. Four was a big one. And uh, sorry, his back. dad got like. I don't want to. Sorry, Mike. If I misquote this, some sort of terminal illness. And he was, him and his brother, his uncle and his dad and some cousins, every Friday night would land land together or play online together with his dad until his dad passed away. That was like their, their routine during like the end of his life. Dang. It was actually really emotional talking to him. I would say that's probably like a rough thing. Yeah. To... But like I, you know, everyone has some sort of dad issues and I'm kind of jealous. Like that's cool that you and your dad could... You say dad issues. I'm going to dad issues. Everybody has dad, some dad issues, but... It wasn't issues. I mean, he was a great guy. Like, But I, I just mean it's cool that you yeah. guys yeah, we connected have this that. thing that, that like you a, connected yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Absolutely. That was like a... It was our thing, you know, that we had. And, you know, again, like I said, I'll remember that for the rest of my life. Like, you know, we, we will always have this thing where we connected over games that was... Um, that really stood out to me. And you can say it since he, in, because of the Mac, being a Mac developer, introducing you to Doom, it's probably why you ended up getting into music later. Oh, yeah. No, Definitely. listening to the Doom soundtrack, even the, like those MIDI files. <laughs> yeah. You know, and was, I mean, you listen to the Doom soundtrack and it's Alice in Chains, Pantera, you know, like it's just a MIDI version of them. I was like, man, this is heavy and, and dark. You know, I love it, you know, and, and so that was a huge thing for me. Like, and coming, and, and I named myself after. Excuse me. I named myself after um, Durandal, you know, Marathon Durandal, which was like the game that we played together. Like it meant a lot to me, you know. Does your dad listen to music? Yeah. No, he's he supports it a lot. And Sweet. He's he's awesome. He he loves it. So I'll send. I remember I sent him like my uh, Necromancer tune, which is like the Diablo samples. He's like, this is cool. Like it's. He's like, it's not really my style. He's still like very. He's very LDS still. Yeah. But he, he accepts me and like my lifestyle and all that, and he's really good about all that. And um, but you know he um, when he listens to, it, he's like, oh yeah, I can appreciate. You know, I can appreciate like, cool. the samples, and, and I can appreciate. You know, he did like a Doom thing because I've done like a Doom song before. It wasn't very good. It was an old one. Um, but like the you know the Diablo one, he was all stoked on that. So that was always really cool. That's badass. All right, so we went. Uh, after PS1, did you go to PS2? Well, obviously, um, a 64 is a similar time to the PS1. Actually, Did they I overlap? Um, the PS2 became... I think it was before the 64. Because 64 was 64-bit, and the PS2 was still, I think, 32-bit. I think that was what the whole point was. Was 64, 64-bit, 32-bit. PS1 was 32-bit. Oh, is PS2 30, I think PS2 is 128. Actually. Is it? Man, yeah. I could be completely wrong. I could be wrong. I, no, I could be... D! <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's Go- gone. Google! <laughs> I, but I, my memory is I went PS1 and, and 64. D, do you need a drink? Do you, 
Let's put your glass in here. Scotch, scotch, yeah, scotch. Make sure it's on the Tastes camera. Tastes so good going down. The, what's that Will Ferrell? There's a movie. Scotch, scotch, scotch. Yeah, yeah. Get into my belly. <laughs> get into my <laughs> belly. <laughs> yes. So, do you remember... PS1 and 64 yeah. were sort of analogous, right? They were about the same time. Though. I think they were the same time. Yeah. And PS1 was 32-bit, 64, 64. But Nintendo's always been ahead of its time. Nintendo... Yeah. Whether it's well, it actually might not be like graphically, but where it comes like creatively, Nintendo's always been ahead of its time. Like they've done, they have the Power Glove, you know, and the the pad that you ran on. Power Glove. Yeah, I mean, like they they were the first to do cool new shit like that. Like no one, and like the Duck Hunt gun, the Duck Hunt gun for original Nintendo. Like no one has ever done that. Like they're remotes. We yeah no yeah the Wii and the then, Wii was a big deal. Yeah, that was a huge thing. PS2 but also had iToy. It was never a great graphical game. Like, it was just really creative, amazing, yep. you know, and that was really cool to me. But yeah, I can't remember. I remember having the PS1 and the 64 at the same time, and PS2 being a little bit later, but I could have gotten them not necessarily during launch. I don't... I definitely played way more PS1 than 64, but we already kind of touched on a little bit before the podcast. We touched on uh, GoldenEye... Mm-hmm. I do like, we talked about Doom 64, which some people, that same documentary I was talking about, like some people say the PS1 version of Doom is really good for certain reasons. Some people like the 64 versions. But I want to talk about Conquer's Bad Fur Day because that's one that I had yes. and got taken away. Which is unfortunate because it's yes. like a very rare, awesome game. Yeah. Um, Conquer's Bad Fur Day actually didn't get till recently. I didn't get it when I... Was you were younger? Yeah. yeah, and I actually didn't get a 64 till I was like 19 or 20. I think I was like 20, 21, actually. Um, a dude, when I was selling weed, yes, I did that. A long time ago. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Um, traded a Nintendo 64 to me for a bag of weed, and I was so hyped on it. I was so stoked. I'm like, yeah, let's do this, you know? And, uh, and so... I didn't get Conker's Bad Fur Day until just Tell like a year ago. Oh, you know, okay. About that. Have you played through it? Yeah, but I haven't played the entire thing. You know, it, it, it's time. You know, as you get older, you have less time. Yes, it's which true. Which totally sucks. It blows my mind it's that that game ever got still, produced and released. Oh, such a... It's How? So I, it was totally fucked up. It was like obscure or obscene, I guess I should say. Um, it was for a 64 game... Kids probably don't need to play it. Until no, a bit don't older. need to play it. But it I mean, looks I, like a kid I, game. But I, again, I'm the kid that played Doom at like 12. You know, yeah. I, I have no room to talk. But I, I still think there was things about it. You know, that was like really weird. You know, even playing as an adult, I'm like, huh, huh, that's funny. Wait, wait, yeah, that's kind of weird. You know, that's a little weird. But they had, they uh, that game. It blows my mind that that was that came out on a Nintendo console. Because Nintendo has always been the family-friendly console. As we mentioned before, the Mortal Kombat Nintendo on Super Nintendo and uh, had no blood. And it was always kind of like toned things back. And then yeah. Conker's Bad Fur Day comes out and it's this weird... It looks like a little kid game. Yeah. But well, it's Rareware, start- Rareware, which was like Donkey Kong, yes. you know, which is a kid's game. I don't know how they got that game approved. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, I- Someone needs to do a documentary on that game. But did you play Conquer Live and Reloaded? I didn't even know there was another Conquer. Yeah. Oh, it's a 360 game, right? No, it's the original Xbox. 
which is right here. Conquer Live Grab Reloaded. Grab this bad guy. Which is... Oh, I have seen okay. this. That Ever. game is more fucked up than... Really? Oh, yeah. That one is, like, ridiculous. Which is, I mean, I didn't actually learn about Conquer Live and Reloaded until my buddy showed me. and was like, you have to check out this game. You know, we were huge Halo fans at the time for, you know, original Xbox. And he, goes, he shows me that game. I'm like, this is fucked up. This, this is, is amazing. amazing. Yeah, I did actually remember seeing this cover art. This... Warning, this game is not for anyone <laughs> under age exactly. 17. Yeah, they, they make it very clear, like, you probably shouldn't. I love how it says HDTV 480p. Yeah. 480p was the HD back in the day. This actually looks really awesome. It's really fun. There's, like, you can drive around your cars. You can run and do, like, not first-person shooter, but, like, you know, like a third-person shooter. Is that what it is? Yeah, it looks third-person. It looks pretty bloody too. There's some. Oh yeah, it's it's a great game. We've done some uh, at game night. We've done a couple. We've done con- a conquer. Yeah, I mean it was never like the official game, but it was like, hey, let's play some games tonight, and Conquer's gonna be one of them. I wanted to bring up so I don't know on Xbox. So Condemned One and Two. Don't get me started you, on Condemned. You Do like not, Condemned? That's yes. Yeah, that's my favorite. Favorite game for the three six the the three six. Thank like, you. Seriously, I'm so mad they don't make another one. Like it, it infuriates me that they will not make another game. There's no, there's no. It's the best that and deep. Uh, sorry, deep space. Uh, Dead space. Dead space. Dead yeah. space was like the sci-fi version of Condemned for me, and I was like, okay, cool. They're gonna make more games. I'll just have to play Dead Space for a while. Cool. I'll put up with it. No, they never came out with more Condemned. But Condemned was the perfect game, in my opinion, like for 360. I do remember, so Condemned 1, I never played Condemned 2, but Condemned 1 was an early 360 title Mm -hmm. when there wasn't like a ton of games. And I I remember being, okay, this is a new generation, the graphics were awesome, but like the detective But the storyline, and it it was so perfect, like it was just, like the idea of it was so cool to me. Yep. you're, You're like this... You're in this weird rundown city, like you don't know what's going on. There's like this devil falling, like like it's so cool how it all plays out. Like the storyline is just so cool to me. Have and you ever seen a movie with Eric Bana? I forget what it's called. It's based on a true story. He's a detective in New York that that was like a detective for a bunch of like satanic sort of paranormal occurrences and got involved with like a priest. It's. I read when Condemned came out that they uh, took influence from this. That really? that movie hadn't come out yet. Really, but it's a, based on like a real det- guy in New York yeah. that claims to have done detective work for some like paranormal shit. What the And that they called? both took the movie and both Condemned took like inspiration from the alleged things that he claimed that happened. I can't remember Shit, the movie's called. Yeah, Eric, like, Eric Bana. Who's Eric Bana? Who's Eric, Eric Bana? Bana? He's in Troy. He's not Brad Pitt. He's the other guy that Brad Pitt fights. <laughs> he's not Brad Pitt. Yeah, he's like everyone here is Brad Pitt. Uh, fraternal twin. <laughs> like, he's like the the main dude in Troy. Their best word. Yeah, Brad yeah. Pitt calls out and they yeah, fight. Yeah, Troy in here somewhere too. Yeah. In the movie. There's all the movies at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. This the movie. Anyway, I I, th- I saw Condemned. Like, of course you like Condemned because. It's that and Dead Space. I mean, Dead Space is a little bit more popular and well known than Condemned. Uh-huh. But uh, do you know the story behind how Dead Space got pitched? Yeah, and so I was watching that dude's like, um, what was it, his 
He he did like a little interview on it where how it was like his his baby, you know, and it's yes, like, you probably watched the same thing. Yeah, on I think YouTube. you probably yeah, yeah. watched the same one. They they created like a like a demo version. They yeah. pitched it. It was his baby. They gave him anyway. They they put all this time and money into this demo. They didn't know if anything was going to happen with it, but he wanted to make the scariest mm-hmm. game and he ever. Did, and he that is definitely one of the scariest yeah. games I think. That and Doom, you know. Yeah, Dead Space. I remember. I think it's Dead Space 1. I get Dead Space 1 and 2 a little mixed up, but I think it's in Dead Space 1. Early into the campaign, you uh, you see like a flying... You're like... You're outside and there's someone's in the office and a flying demon comes in and almost like alien like latches on to a person, mm-hmm. sucks them, yeah, like sucks their so. brains out, then runs away into a vent. Yeah. And uh, it reminded me of a... Did you watch the movie Event Horizon? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I actually, me and Funkmon sampled one of our. Okay, yeah, I thought you might yeah, like that. We, yeah. That movie is classic among horror. I had seen that movie before I watched before mm-hmm. I played Dead Space, and Event Horizon was one of the few movies that I like dark and scary things. But by the time the movie ended, I was like, I wish I wouldn't have watched that because now I'm like really freaked out. Like the the like so hell and demons was always kind of like once I started got older, I wasn't super religious. I was like, yeah. It's fun to think about hell and demons, but it's not real. It's like mythology. But Event Horizon's twist was though there's a hell out there. It's just like through a black hole. Yeah, it's in the, space. Like, it's yeah, in space. It's not here. It's somewhere it's else. It like, could yeah. be aliens, but they're actually hell, and they come back. And that well, that's movie, what I love about Doom because it was on Mars. You know, yes, which is like yeah, the yeah, red yeah. Planet, which is like looks like hell. You know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, and uh, I, yeah, I remember thinking <laughs> Event Horizon was there's a there's a scene in Event Horizon maybe. I'm pretty sure there's like a dude. He's hanging and he's filleted open, mm-hmm. and I just remember that imagery. Just, oh yeah, no, I couldn't. Well, it that me up. so I watched. I didn't actually watch Event Horizon until I was older, but that and I watched Silence of the Lambs when I was a kid, and he was. Uh, that's up. another one. Like, yeah. Oh my god! You know, as a kid, like holy shit! Like that's kind of cool. But Silence of the Lambs also fucked up. You know, like you kind of yeah. have to like. At least I got some boundaries. It's cool. But it's kind of fucked up. Is Condemned Two connected to the first one story wise? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Totally. And also, it runs on the same engine as Fear. So, Condemned 1, I think, if I remember correctly, and I could be t- completely wrong, I think Condemned 1, which is, that's on its own, its own, uh, engine. Odin. And then, uh, Con- Condemned 2 runs on, on the, the Fear, Fear engine, engine, which is an amazing game, at, you know, if you played Fear. Fear 1 is a cult classic as well yeah, for horror. Totally. FPS. Yeah. Alma. Oh, yeah. Scary Elma. I played. Oh, I tried to get into Fear later, but uh, I didn't. I only played Fear One. There's like Fear Four or something on Steam that I downloaded. It was like five more bucks. fears. I thought they stopped after. And yeah. uh, it's like it's not Three. Fear Four. It's Fear some tagline. Sure. Right. I don't remember what it was. Like all the Resident Evils. <laughs> like, yeah. All the, have you played the Resident Evil Two remake? No, but I want to. Oh. Two. Two directors. That's right up your alley. I know Resident Evil director's cut. I actually let me tell you a little story. So I wasn't allowed to have that shit when I was a kid, but when it came out, the Resident Evil director's cut was like, my friend go, hey, take this home and play it. And I played it. I was so scared, you know, as a kid, like, jump things jumping out. I was so freaked out. It was so, I, I loved it though. I loved all of that. So uh, yeah, I, I kind of really, really want to play the remake of it. Did the remake's good? Did you play Resident Evil Two on PS One? Do you remember? Much of it? No, I don't think so. So, the remake's good. Other come here, than come here. Other Hold than uh, let's go. Come on. 
Come on. The remake's good other than it got a little too scary. Like, a little scary, too scary? Yeah, scary games scary. get to a point where it's all, ah, I'm playing games to unwind after work. Do I really want to have a panic attack playing Resident Evil 2 remake? Or should I play something a little less scary? Because in Resident Evil 2, you get, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but you get partway through the game and they introduce an enemy. Hey, come on. They introduce an enemy who's a permanent enemy and uh, you can't kill him and he stalks you. I don't want to say too much more because you haven't played it. I don't want to ruin it. But there is an enemy in the game, kind of like Nemesis, if you play Nemesis, where he follows you the whole game. You can't kill him. And he's the way they programmed him in Resident Evil 2, and, and on the original PS version, they would just sort of like trick you and he would appear and spawn. In Resident Evil 2 Remake, they actually have a dumbed-down version of the entire game. This all takes place in a police station, essentially. Which and is like the original Resident Evil. Like the original yeah. one. And he's actually walking around looking for you, even when he's way off screen. They're, instead of like just trying to trick you, they have an AI that's constantly, nonstop looking for you. And if you make any noises, or if you do anything mm-hmm. wrong, he will find where you're at. Then you have to like, ditch him. So like you, you have to like play this roundabout game where you're trying to get an item, but you hear him coming, so you can't stay in the room. So then you got to lead him off ditch him, come all the way around, try to get the item before he figures out where you are again. And the rest of the game, the entire game, from a little bit halfway till the end, there is an invincible, terrifying man who can... They introduce him, he breaks through a wall, grabs a dude's head from behind, and crushes his head, and his brains explode everywhere. That's how he's introduced. And then he's chasing you the rest of the game. And I beat it on... PS2, PS1, because it wasn't as scary. It's an older game. Mm-hmm. But the remake, if you have headphones on, they do like that. What's like the EAS mocks around sound where it's just regular stereo headphones, but they sort of make it sound like things are coming. ASMR, really? right? I think that's what it's called. ASMR recordings, binaural recordings. Anyway, they'll make it. You have headphones on, and it will sound like someone's coming. That's You'll cool. see the footsteps behind you. It's too much for me. You might have a stronger stomach than me. I, I'm going to say, like, I, there's not a lot of games that will actually freak me out. Like, they'll freak me out, but there's not ones that, like, I feel like that can actually make me say, oh, I don't want to play that again. Cause it's Has so there scary. ever been a game that freaked you out too much? Not I really? I don't think so. Because I've always looked at games like, this is just a simulation, reality is more fucked up than... It can yeah, well, yeah. I, honestly, reality is way more fucked up <laughs> than any game I've ever played. So any game I've ever played, it's like, eh, big fucking deal. Whatever. What do you think is the scariest game you've ever played? I don't know. That I mean, Condemned is up there, and Dead Space. Dead Space. Um, Dead Space. But I I go for more of lines on like what game is the most messed up game I can play. You know, like I haven't actually. Pl- I don't know. There's probably games that would, I guess, scare me. But I think that when it comes to... I don't know. I haven't played a lot of those. Fear is a good one, too, though. Fear Fear 2. Fear 2, I think, is probably a pretty good scary and messed up game. Do you ever play a game on Genesis called Splatterhouse? I've heard of that one. That's right, I've heard right, of it. right up your... And I, I keep thinking I want to get it. Like, I should probably get something. Like They I, made a... Xbox, either Xbox yeah, One or Yeah, I was going to say, there's got to be a different version of it. It kind of sucked. The Genesis <laughs> had three splatter houses, and I don't remember which one I played. I want to say it was three. The concept is, at least in the one that I played, is 
your wife gets kidnapped by demons into this like demon tower and you get possessed by this white mask and the white mask talks to you but it latches onto your face you can't get off but it's it makes like a it, you sell your soul to this mask in order to save your wife well the very first level the boss you get to the boss and it's like this demon that eats people and it rips your wife in half and like drinks her blood and then you kill the boss so the rest of the game you're just trying to get revenge on the mm -hmm. demons and yeah. the more like the more you get sucked into revenge the more the mask possesses you hold on splatterhouse <laughs> yeah this is i think you would definitely i mean it's a, I'm, I'm saving it's a this genesis game it's not later you know i just want to i'm saving these games just uh, this is this is nice and actually what we could do again play the modded xbox i mean go through this shit later you know i kind of want to do that yeah but, i think it's right up your alley it yeah, uh did, that, that right. opening level watching like your wife get ripped in half and eaten and there's all these other body parts for a Genesis game, and as a kid, I remember that we were really like, "What?" And then as every in each, it's built in like you climb a tower, and the higher you go the tower, the deeper into like the demon realm. It's kind of like it sounds kind of like Nosferatu. From, yes, uh, the SNES. Yes, yeah. We There's also like, like go through all like the whole levels of everything, and you're you're trying to save your girlfriend or whatever, and then yes. like a vampire who's yeah. There's also another one on SNES called Magic Sword, which is a similar. Magic Sword. You climb a giant tower and, and kill demons every level, and tr you're trying to save like a princess. So, yeah, they've used that. But in in Splatterhouse, the thing that freaked me out is in between each level, there's a cutscene. As you climb the stairs to the next level, you have this back and forth between you and the mask that you're wearing. Mm -hmm. And the mask is not really your friend. It's like trying to convince you to dive deeper into more anger and revenge because it can suck more power out of the darkness in your soul. And so as you get farther into the game, you, you, you succumb to the possession of the mask. And you lose yourself trying to get revenge on your wife who's already dead. And basically, spoiler alert, by the time you beat the game, you kill all the demons and then you're like possessed and you go to hell and your, your soul is doomed. And yeah, like, but nothing's there's, resolved. There's multiple splatterhouses though. There is multiple. There's and like this is just the one I played. I, think I've heard. I don't yeah, know. So. I can't remember if it was one, two, or I know there's three splatterhouses. Yeah. I don't remember which one I played. It might have been three, might have been two, might have been one. But uh, just aesthetically, if you like darkness and demons and blood and guts, that's your game. It's weird that a mask would tell you to do something and convince you, you know, like, it's a mask. That's what masks are. Yeah. What's the, have you seen the mask with Jim Carrey? Yeah. Don't we all wear yeah. masks, metaphorically yeah, speaking? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that game. Here, give me. Oh, yeah. We'll have one more sip. Oh, We're yeah, getting pretty far. So that brings us to. I mean, we don't, we, we, don't we, have to, we don't have to go through all these just so you know. We yeah. can just do whatever you want to do. And we man. can also do multiple episodes. I try to stop around 360 just because I want to bring someone on again later. Sure. And we can talk about recent games that you're playing. I know we could talk forever about Halo. You, you were way into Halo. Everybody talks about Halo, though. Yeah, that was my thing for. So the only thing I want to suck out of you out of Halo, just because everyone talks about it, is favorite weapon, favorite map, multiplayer. Mmm. That's a good question. Um, okay, so definitely Halo 2, Ascension, you know, like, Ascension was amazing. Sniper shotgun. Sniper shotgun, um, yeah. But then also they remade it. Didn't they? Well, did they re no, I don't think they remade Ascension, but they did um, on Halo 2. Uh, what was the map that had like three? 
there's three levels. It was suspended in the middle. Uh, what was it? It's been so long since I played. Um, but they remade that one, I think. On oh, the Master Chief Collection? No. I think they remade it on like Halo 4 or ODST. I can't remember. There's a lot of Halos now. No, there's so there's yeah. There's well, a lot of Halos. Bungie, Bungie Marathon and all that. They sold the Halo franchise to Microsoft, and now and then they took three. over. And yeah. it's just not as good. It's not. I tried Halo it's Four. It's good, but it's I not can, like that good. Have you played Halo Five? I haven't uh-huh. played the newest one. Uh-huh. Man, uh-huh. Halo Four was like. Oh, eh. I have it. It was funny as I have it. My buddy who sold me my ex or gave me my ex, he, Funk Mod, he gave me an Xbox with Doom because he knew I loved Doom so much. He's like, you can have my old 360, or my old uh, Xbox One, and then he gave me Doom and Halo 5, I believe, and I still haven't even played it yet. So that's something I need to do. I heard it's, I mean, I don't know. I kind of, again, I fell off after Halo 2 and ODST. I think ODST was the last one I played. Mm -hmm. I didn't really, or not ODST, Reach. Halo Reach. Reach 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 was good. Sorry, yeah, Reach. Reach is probably one of my favorites. I think Reach, it's one of the best. Two and three. Yeah. Like those are my top ones. Halo one, I played the most multiplayer. I liked Hang 'em High's uh, pistols. Mm-hmm. Because well, in the Halo yeah. one, the pistol was freaking retarded. And it just ended up being pistol battles most of the time. But if you're playing, so what was it? The uh, where you had no shields and it was just headshots only would like first kill you. Know? You could that, yeah. that was the best. It was uh, I forgot the game was called. But that was. One of the best games. We did a lot of Sidewinder with Rockets Only. Ooh, yeah. Rockets Only. Rockets Only because you really have to time that shit. Yes. It's like, all right, so this guy's running here, maybe. I don't know if he's going to turn. I'm going to fire. Just chaos. Yeah. Everyone's blowing up. Everyone's shooting missiles. It was fun. Had a lot of good times with Halo. I wanted, uh, oh, South Park, the Stick of Truth. You know what's funny about Stick of Truth? Okay. I played it a lot, and I never beat it. You never beat I it? I never beat it because I got distracted with, like, life and shit. But Dude, the ending South Park is, dungeon to that okay. game. Yeah, I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's Oh, my gosh. Dark it's like Conquers. Awesome. I couldn't believe yeah. that it was... No, I know. I, I'm, I've heard things about it, and I, oh I still... I know. And I still haven't, like, actually done it because, I don't know, I just got so busy, and, you know, music comes up, life comes up, and then I totally forgot about Sick of Truth. I'll be honest, I forgot. Dude, you need to go back and play. I don't want to spoil it for you, man, but the final like sort of dungeon area of that game, do you, have you heard about it? I've heard a couple of things. You climb up a dude's asshole? Let's yeah. just put it that way. Yeah, I've heard. Like, you know, it like, gets, yeah. the deeper you go, the, the crazier. The deeper the ass you go. <laughs> and, like, I just remember like after crawling through a web of dried cum, and finding like, well, I mean that sounds exactly like the creator of the South. I was so. just like, I can't believe this turned into a video game yeah. and that people. But I thought it was hilarious. I didn't play the newer one, which was what was the newer one called? They came out with the second South Park RPG. I bought it for Switch, but the Switch version ran really clunky and like the loading times were long. What's it called? The butt sacred oh, butthole um, or something? Um, um, oh, fractured butthole. Fractured butthole. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Hey D, I have a question for you. Yo. Can you let Oh no. Yeah. He's uh doing the thing. Sorry. I don't want to like I mean, I could get up and do it, but then it'd be awkward and yeah, Kate was here by himself and be weird. Thank you. Yeah, I got a pretty deep dial in. <laughs> hey, thank you. Oh yeah, you got the 32X later. Um what is the Zodiac's Revenge 
or Zodak's Revenge. What is it? Here never, Zoda's Revenge. Zoda's Revenge. I've never heard of this. Oh, so I bought this it's from a friend just recently. And still sticking out. It. Sorry, I haven't played it yet. Um, Nintendo. It, it's an NES game. He had it in complete in box, and I'm like, uh, I'll get it, you know. And so I still haven't actually played it. I'm again time. Time is everything. I've never heard of this. It looks like a top-down RPG, like Zelda. Yeah, that's what he was saying. It was very like um, Zelda-like, I guess. I think I, I don't know. I, I, again, I haven't played it, but he was like selling all these games complete because he's a collector, and he's like, "Oh, I'm getting rid of my collection. You should buy some." And I said, "Yeah, I'm gonna buy some." Yeah, this so. is crazy. You have, I mean, oh, you had actually. Some really Secret of Mana is a classic game. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's Nosferatu. We were just really talking about. Yeah, that one is a really, really good game. The music, uh, if I could say anything about Secret of Mana, it's gonna be the music. The soundtrack is awesome. Oh, you have Primal Rage on this SNES. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Turtles in Time. Oh, Turtles in Time. Yeah, I, baby. Yeah. So, I don't. I don't think you ever met my friend Craig. Craig, I don't know if I've met Craig. Uh, he's, if uh, he doesn't come out anymore, but we always we always used to drink with him and then we play video games and that and he actually ended up giving me a lot of these games. Um, he was just like, you can have them, and he gave me like a ton of games. And I mean, I, I love Craig, like one of my best friends in the world. And so when he gave me all the games, I was like, are you serious? Like, are you sure you want to give me these games? He's like, yeah, you can just have them. Like, it's fine. And so he gave me, like, Turtles in Time. He gave me a bunch of Nintendo 64 games. Like, all these games. And, yeah, it was uh, it was awesome to, like, add that to the collection when he was... I mean, this is, like, the collection is huge. We could do a second episode just on what we haven't <laughs> haven't talked about yet. Like, you have a pretty solid PS2 collection. We have your all your 360, your Xbox collection. And then, I mean, I had the idea when I first came up with the podcast, like, oh, we could... Go through someone's life and talk, especially artists. I was most interested in people who do music, anyone who's creative. Like, what games influenced you growing up? But then if you really think about it, it's what games and movies and music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because any artist There's, that's produced, I could talk it's music. all three I could talk music. We could go balls TV, deep TV, into the yeah, music world. Definitely. And so, and I could also talk about uh, cartoons. and Yeah, you got like, these cartoons. Like, I fucking love cartoons, especially, and just TV shows, you know, Adult Swim. <gasps> Army of Darkness. Oh yeah, an ar- that's yeah. a cult classic. That Evil Dead. I mean, that yeah. when we were talking earlier, we were talking about the um, the artwork where the was looking down the stairwell. And oh, the, the yeah. your EP so that had yeah. that EP uh, was five songs. It was all sampled from my favorite horror movies, and Evil Dead Two was one of them. Oh. So Army of Darkness obviously is like the precursor. Uh, you know, what it's is the third quill. Army of to... Darkness was actually the first one that I watched, and uh, it was like this horror comedy. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, Which comedy is my favorite? I I will talk about comedy forever. That could again be another episode if you want to do that. Yeah, but yeah. Comedy is one of my favorites, and um, and horror. You know, like those two go together, like peanut butter and jelly type thing. You know, like no people don't realize it, but horror and comedy are just like. They go hand in hand because you can't have one with the other. Like everyone who's a good comedian is a dark, They're like the darkest person in the world. You know, like they've seen yeah, some they have, shit. Comedians they've been always say shit, you know? comedians are fucked up. That's why yeah, they're funny. No, yeah, yeah. And exactly. And yeah. They, they have a different view on the world. And I can talk comedy and horror for a long time. 
There's a, I would say one of the f- funniest horror movies I've seen recently that really, I thought was fresh to me was Cabin in the Woods. Have you seen Cabin in the yes, Woods? Yes, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin yeah. in the Woods. When it first started, I didn't know anything about it other than my brother was yeah. like, just watch this. Everyone was like, oh, it's stupid. And then I'm looking at like, like cliche. Wait, no, it's not. It's not stupid. It's just it's supposed to be stupid. It, it's like the I whole didn't, point. See, of, I didn't pick Cabin it up. Cabin in the Woods was almost like Evil Dead too because it was or Evil Dead because, because it is. That's, that's, that's the point of Evil yeah, Dead. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was too dumb to pick that up. So when the, the movie first started, I remember thinking, "This is the most cliche horror movie I've ever seen." I didn't pick up that it's supposed to, to be cliche until whatever I can't remember. The pretty boy tries to jump his motorcycle over the the gap. And hits oh. the force field, and it's so ridiculous. Something about that clicked. I was like, yeah. okay, "Oh, this is, stupid, this is but... satire." Yeah. yeah, that's what's going on yeah. here. And then the whole movie changed for me. Yeah, but yeah. once it once you realize that, then that's when it gets good. You know? Yes. Like, you're like, okay, this is funny, and then now I realize, you know, I get it. Yeah. It, yeah. If you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods, the less you know, the better going into it. Mm-hmm. But there's, I want to say, there's a scene. When they get to an underground facility and they actually let everything oh, loose yeah, all the things out. and thing goes crazy, and there's, <laughs> I yeah, whatever. If you see, it's it's an old movie. It's not quite when I, but the, like old, when the unicorn gets out, yeah, and starts, starts killing, killing people. Yeah, stab, like, <laughs> oh, come on, like, come on. I was like, yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. That movie, that movie, so the good. Is good. And the pothead was right the whole time. Well. Most potheads. I mean, I'll say most potheads. A good select amount of potheads that kind of know what's going on. You know, you have your friends that only smoke weed, and they got a bad feeling about something. You're like, I'm going to go with... No, I'm, to me, oh, I'm, you, like, I'm going to go with the pothead. Like, you know the pothead, yeah. I'm going to yeah. hang out with that guy because that person knows kind of, you know, what's up. Yeah, the problem with pothos can make you paranoid. True. I'd rather be... Safer in, than sorry. In a, in, a, in a shitty situation, in a scary situation, whatever, I'd rather be more paranoid than not. Because better chance for survival. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I'm a, I count on that guy where it's like, I gotta survive. If you could, what's some of your favorite horror movies? Because I don't know a ton of horror movies. What could you recommend that maybe I haven't seen? Jeez. Also, weird question to ask because there's so many. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you say you're your favorite inspiration for stuff. Um, uh, horror movies, horror movies. I like zombie movies. I like like super intense scare movies. Um, uh, what was it? The guys who made Annabelle, the one before that. Um, how was it? Okay. Uh, anyway, too I many like, good ones. Yeah, uh, but I also like I also really like really like old school like. Uh, Exorcist. That was probably one of okay. my favorite old scare movies. Like just old, old school because it's more raw. Like it's just the um, the effects on them are no CGI. CGI, and it's like you will see that, and you're like, it's it's more like in your face, more jarring. Like, oh my god! Like yeah, wow. You know, and CGI you can clearly see it. CGI, yeah. You, you know, you see it, and you're like, ah, well. I agree. Practical effects lend themselves better for horror movies. Yeah. I never got to see Exorcist. Again, back to the LDS thing, my dad... My See, dad, I didn't either until I was older, but yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw it later. My dad told me, he scared me as a little kid, that if you watch demonic movies, you open yourself up to having demonic visitations. So I was, that's, I was scared of that shit. And then later, I didn't. I haven't seen Exorcist, but I ended up watching some other scary movies. And I'm like, oh, I'm fine. 
I haven't seen any demons. But uh, exorc- yes. I have heard about the scene where she like sticks the cross in her vagina, like the famous. It's I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That sounds it, pretty it, intense. It's <laughs> intense. It's intense, but it's the point of the movie. The movie's supposed to make you feel that way. That's what. That's what I love about those old horror movies because it's like it's supposed to make you feel that way. Like it's and and you should roll with it. Like you know, it, it's it. I can't explain it. It's you. It's meant to make you feel in a certain way just so you can understand what they're coming from, but also as a watch, the person watching it, make sure you know, like, it's not, obviously not real. You yeah. Know, it's not like a real thing. It's just intense, and it just kind of makes you feel intense for a while. I don't know. It's it's supposed to, uh, from what I, uh, I haven't seen that movie, but the idea is, we're going to put you in an emotional state that you don't really get anywhere else. Yeah. Unless you're in actual danger, but you don't want to go put yourself yes. in actual danger yes. in order to experience these yeah. emotions. See, yeah. I like, I like that description. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good way to put it. That's how it's kind of like, it. let us do this for you. Yes. So you don't really need to or whatever, you know, and that's when it comes to scary movies, I'm always looking for something to like really make me uneasy to the point where it's like, well, obviously it's just a movie, but you know, I'm not going to go do this or whatever, you know. Yeah. But. Yeah. So let's, let's finish off with Doom okay. 2016. Oh, God. All right. First off, I want to talk. I know we've I heard pre- about this. I pre-ordered that thing a year ago. <laughs> All right. Let's just talk about that. Pre-ordered that thing a year ago. I still haven't done it. But it's supposed to come out in. Uh, oh, you do no, internal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to come out in November. Is oh, it wait, this no. November? Yeah. November. So Doom 2016 is the new Doom reboot. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You're talking yeah. about. Oh, sorry. But okay. you're talking about Doom Eternal. Yeah. No, my bad. doesn't matter. Scotch. Scotch. I blame the scotch. Um, but yes. Um, the Did new you Doom. like it immediately when you started playing it? The new Doom? The new Doom. Oh, fuck yeah. Dude, really? That was it like, took it me was, a couple levels. It was like Brutal Doom, but upgraded. Yeah. It was like Brutal Doom, but you don't get to control all the stuff like you want to in Brutal Doom. But it was just so brutal at the same time. But in realistic, like you just... You were so excited about it, like, and, and when you get berserk mode, you rip the guys in half. And you're like, "What the hell?" Like, that was cool. Yeah, that was a cool thing. It took me a little bit to understand the gameplay mechanic of, oh, when I'm gonna die, because a lot of first-person shooters, when you're low on health, you want to get some distance and hide and take cover. Yeah, Doom's the opposite. No, no, no. But that's how Doom has always been. That, and that's yes. what that, they took the old Doom style and made it into a new version of it. That's, and that's why they just rebranded it or remade it into Doom. It was like, we're going to take old Doom, which was running around killing as much shit as you can without having to look for stuff until everything was dead. And then we're going to make it better. We're going to make it newer. And yeah. that was it. It was like, okay, all these guys are here now. I'm going to kill them all. Hopefully I don't die. And then when I'm done, it's all fast-paced. And when I'm done... I'm going to explore the I'm map. I'm going to explore and find yeah. cool shit. I liked how they made it... The way they pushed that pace is you get health by me- meleeing enemies mm-hmm. and you get ammo mm-hmm. by chainsawing enemies. Yeah. And so at, if you're having a hard time, the way to survive is to actually push yeah. the pace. Yeah, melee and then chainsaw. Because you can only use the chainsaw like three uh, or couple, four times. You have like the little it, slot. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that was cool because it was like, here's your saving grace. Yeah. You know, you're dying... Bust out the chainsaw because that kills everyone pretty much right. And away. the animations. Oh, dude. The, graphics, the animations. The graphic. Oh, it's so it's amazing. It's so good. I was like, this is. And I have the Xbox version because I'm that guy, you know. I got it from my buddy. And 
watching on the Xbox, even on the Xbox, I'm like, this this is on the X. This is really really good. You can't good. believe those graphics. Yeah, on the P. I, when I first got on PC, I had the 1080 Ti, which is a pretty decent card. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of games that I couldn't play in 4K and still get a solid 60 frames a second because it was just like it, a lot. When it comes to PC, it depends on how well the game's optimized. Doom comes out mm-hmm. and it has a. You can run on the OpenGL or Vulkan, which yeah. the very few people use Vulkan. Well, that's what I like about its software. Is yes. it'll like let you choose certain things. Yes. You know, like, and oh, I could get that game to run buttery smooth, completely maxed at 4K on a like a lower end card at mm-hmm. the time. Well, at the time it was a decent card. So it's now I have a better card. But I just remember thinking, like, I almost felt gratitude towards ID. It was like, hey, you spent the time that like a lot of the other contemporary games coming out. I can't run this well. And your game actually looks better and runs better and oh, yeah. optimized it no, so well. Well, there's they're the dude, they're the pioneers of that. Yeah, like they've been doing. They made the first person shooter. Yeah, like they Wolfenstein was the first person shooter. Like they have been doing that for thirty years. Like they or 30, and it shows. 30? I think probably Wolfenstein probably came out in like eighty-eight, right? Ninety. I can't remember the exact date for Wolfenstein. D. <laughs> Jamie, pull that shit up. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you you failed, man. I because I remember <laughs> NES was out, and I saw Wolfenstein at a friend's house that had the PC. Mm-hmm. That couldn't have been any earlier than like yeah. 93, 92. Yeah, earliest. it was like it was definitely like yeah. So it's eight, you know. Yeah, it was yeah. like eight or seven years old, I think. Like, yeah. But yeah, no, um, those guys. Definitely take advantage of every resource they have when it comes to making a game. Like, they know exactly what they're getting into, especially when they focus on first-person shooters. I mean, they have other games. You know, its software knows everything about a lot of stuff, but mainly first-person shooters yep. are the thing. And, and they've done that for years, and I think they've done it very well. The other thing I wanted to touch on in Doom is we're both into music is the soundtrack i didn't know who mick gordon was at all i now obviously now i know him as like he's a very lauded famous mm-hmm. composer well now i mean like before doom was doom the first big one because i didn't know, I know who he was I, before doom. i actually didn't really know him either until really doom, okay i looked him up and he's definitely had work prior yeah to no doom. i know but he's yeah no actually no i take it back so he's done a game for he's done like a soundtrack for like i think it was like a playstation game playstation 2 game and it's like one of his like, like flagship games or flagship yeah. songs. It was like his thing, you know. I can't remember what it was. It was very very good. Um, but yeah, but Doom was. I think Doom was like his thing, you know. Man, he, I, he nailed it. Fucking I had never it. heard anything. And not only did uh, not only was the musical style this weird metal glitch rock hybrid. Oh, was, but the way that they programmed, like how the music comes in and goes based on the action oh, that's yeah. coming in, that's amazing. I remember thinking like the music would start pumping, and before mm-hmm. I saw an enemy, and I would feel my heart rate start to rise. Yeah, because that no, was that like was the whole point. It was they're like, just they're manipulating uh, yeah. me into this frenzy, and I know there's going to be killing and ripping yeah. and tearing. It's awesome. Yeah. No, I know. You're like you were playing a game, and you're. Just Wandering around like okay, the guys are gone. I have to deal with all the shit, and then 
start looking at other things and exploring and all of a sudden like it starts building up like, yeah are you kidding me come on what's right, gonna happen right now i have to do this right now like come on yeah it was yeah, yeah that, that soundtrack that soundtrack is awesome he's doing the second one the eternal oh, right totally uh, he has to be yes yeah yes there was i don't think there's gonna be anybody else that can fill that spot to fill that void yeah that was that was like the thing for him that nailed it yeah all right to, to top it off if you could, up until, obviously, this point, which is like the 360 point, if you can think of your most, any system, Mac, NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, like your favorite gaming memory, not necessarily the game, but maybe the most magical memory you have gaming growing up, can you think of one? Like a LAN party with friends, time with your dad? Yeah, I'm going to say like Diablo, definitely, I think Diablo would be one of them. Um, I don't know. I Halo games like Halo games. With my friends like yeah, that's a big one. Lamp parties with homies. Yeah, I mean, yeah. My friend who you know he's like one of my best friends. Uh, we played Halo all the time. He died. Um, it was like my brother, dude. We played endless games. Like all we do is play games. Like we play Xbox Live. Like Xbox Live first came out. You know, like that was the first time xbox live came out we had our headsets yeah you know we just played games for days and you know he, he actually got his account actually got banned because he was so offensive he, it was so funny <laughs> we, we would just talk so much shit he would be so racist his his account name was the amazing racist you know oh wow you know it, it was hilarious and he made kids cry and you know i i'm not saying that you you should do that i'm not advocating that at all but as you're talking about, like, moments, I would say, to me, I won't ever forget that. Ever. You won't forget this, the like, insanity. Just, just yeah. like, getting drunk and sitting on our stupid little, we had, like, little SpongeBob fold-out chairs, and we would just, just, just destroy people. We were so good at Halo. We would have so much fun. I think that would be, like, my most passionate time for gaming, you know? Like, I mean, old-school gaming is definitely yeah. a thing for me. I remember the first time I played Mario I remember the first time I played like Sonic the Hedgehog, but <coughs> definitely like like a, a super memorable moment would be me and my buddy Jason just destroying people with Halo and just it's probably good for shit. some shitty snot nosed asshole teenagers that are talking shit to have some adults like come in and like oh you think you can talk shit I'd say adults we're like nineteen you were yeah you know? but maybe we're like nineteen or twenty you know but. Put them in their place a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, you you play you play people online like Call of Duty kids and all that. Eh, fucked your mom, you know, like stupid shit like that. I mean, who <laughs> who, who else is gonna parent these kids? <laughs> you yeah. fucking tell them what's up, man. You fucking suck. Yeah, <laughs> but it, yeah. it's probably good in a sort of way. I mean, I obviously know that things can go dark in that world. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying to bully. I'm not saying like, yeah, you know, all that shit, but. I think that the shit talking when it comes to gaming is a very important thing. It is a good thing. It's an There's important thing for gaming. Shit talking is you important. You have to shit for, talk your friends. You have to shit talk. You have to shit talk your friends. You have to. If you don't, they're not your friends. You can't like. That's true. You can't play a game and be like, "Yeah, man, fuck you, boo," and then they get all pissed off and leave. Yeah. They're like, yo, I thought we were friends. You can hang out for a second and try harder. Like, build yourself back up. Beat me, you know. Like, let's do it, you know, whatever. Or I'll beat you. It, that you have to have the shit talking. You have to yeah, have it. Yeah, if people recorded the way me and my brothers talk to each other, 
Yeah. We probably all be like brothers jail. again, like brothers. Yeah. Like it's like a brotherly thing. Like you're all homies. You all get together, and even there's again girls there or whatever. When we early we we're like, oh yeah, girls, and you're still there, you know. <laughs> but um, but I mean, you get girls. I mean, everyone, everyone has to shit talk each other. We all need to say, man, this is. It's like comedy again. Again, I like comedy. I think in comedy you can't have a little bit of offensiveness without. Like comedy and friendship, like you have yeah. to have, you have to get the, you have to get along on all uh, these levels where you have to like talk shit, but you also need to, like, be funny about it. You need to like enjoy have, each other's company and understand each yes, other. You have yes. to know where everyone's coming from. You have to understand where everyone's comfortable, and you have to know. Like, yeah, you can't be super offensive. Like you, you can't be know, like a fucking asshole. Like everyone knows. Like, <laughs> hey, I have my brothers. I can go pretty hardcore offensive. But I know it's not going to offend them. But let's say you and I were talking shit. I might not go that offensive. I don't know where your level's at, no, right? No, that, no. You wouldn't do it. But no, 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 we're going offensive. We're going full offensive. <laughs> okay. The most, the most offensive shit. You could probably We're, we're doing chill. a full offensive. But the thing getting... is, when, you talk in, when you're talking shit in like sort of a commandeering, friendly sort of way, yeah. yes, you're talking shit, but you're actually building bonds with each exactly. other. Exactly. And I don't think some people don't get that. And like I think as a young kid, like I know your friend was an amazing racist. And maybe some of whatever, but I think probably for some of those people, at least some of those people, it might have been good to be exposed to some of that shit talking and, and develop some thick skin. I mean, that's yeah. You have you. I mean, I don't want to get on the like off on a tangent, but I think there's a lot of people out there that don't have that thick skin, and they a lot of people being offended and shit. I don't like it. I, you you got to understand that people, even online and stuff, aren't actually that serious. Like. Maybe they are. Fuck those guys. Put them aside. Yeah. Put those people aside. Screw those guys. You have people that you know, and and if you don't know them, they're just like messing with you, trolling you, whatever. Just roll with it. Just just go with it. Like that's all you can do. You know? It is. Just like roll with the whole like just all of it. Just and that's in life. Roll with it. I think it all comes down to intention to and like good faith. Like I can say the same thing. Like we can be playing a game. And I can be like, ha, you fucking suck. Yeah. Right? Or I could be like, Steve, you fucking suck. It's different. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get no, all that like, attention. I suck. I got to get better. Shit. Yeah. I got I to gotta beat him and tell him he sucks. You know? Yeah, like, I got to fucking tell you, you suck. Man. It, it just, I, yeah, that, that does bother me sometimes. I hope my kids grow up with like a thick skin. And I know people, people online, a lot of the media outlets for video gaming, lean really really hard left and i think there's a place for that but sometimes it worries like man things get a little too sensitive sometimes because all the the shit talking that i was exposed to from my brothers though you could even say toxic bullying like one time my brother on on vacation he we got wrestling my brother was like a college wrestler and whatever he beat the shit out of me all the time and he gave me these gnarly titty twisters on vacation so bad that i had these giant purple bruises on my tits around my nipples. You still have them? And I was kind of chubby, yeah. <laughs> and I still kind of am chubby. But I remember I had to walk around and everyone, like, people would look at me and laugh at me and make fun of me. Like, strangers would make fun of me. Like, what happened to your tits, little kid? <laughs> and I, I remember, like, that embarrassed Yeah, me. no, that, that's harsh. That's a harsh thing. But, uh, this but is what at I'm the saying, same time, it, it makes made you me stronger. stronger. Yeah, it made, it you, made stronger. me stronger. It made you a better, like... It made me better. Ah, fuck this old... I don't know this person. I don't care about this guy. Yes. Fuck him, whatever, you know? 
I learned I learned to joke with it. I learned yeah. to like crack a joke when someone's like, yeah, you want to suck on them? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, fuck with them. Like fuck yeah, with yeah. them back. You have to fuck with people back. Yes. You have to. You if have you to. don't, then you're gonna you're not gonna go anywhere. I'm sorry. And I think that's a that's a life skill of like look, whether it's a bowling online or it's a coworker or it's a bad relationship with a friend or a girl, someone is gonna someone is gonna throw throw shade at you. Mm-hmm. And the best way to deal with it is to make a joke out of it. And to roll with it. Yeah. And I think you learned that from shit talking. You learned yeah. that probably gaming, from online gaming. Gaming was a huge thing. Like, we just... Yeah. Oh, fuck it. it was, I mean, I've played Halo games where people talk shit on me, like, the entire time. And they're better than me. I was like, oh, all right. This guy's really fucking good or yeah. something, you know? And, um, yeah, I'm just going to roll with it. I, I, I have nothing to say um, except for I'm just going to talk shit back in a, in a, like, a weird manner where it's like... Yeah, fuck you. You know, like whatever. Who cares? You know, yeah. It's a, a it's a game. It's a fucking game. It's just a game. It goes back to the whole. It's not reality. Like, I mean, again, if we want to get deeper, we don't really know what reality is, but it's not actual <laughs> reality that we know that we're yeah. familiar with. So it's like it doesn't matter. It's not the common reality. Life itself that most is the hardest are. fucking game you could ever play, and it's it doesn't matter. Like none of this shit matters. Until you play the game of life. Yeah, I like yes. that you brought that up. That is a, a good way to not necessarily to justify, but your perspective on scary games and scary movies is nothing is more fucked up than real life. And that's a good point because people who create scary movies and scary games, they're they're drawing either a from other media that's scary, but ultimately all media draws from real experiences of real life. And so everything oh, yeah. that's coming in these is. Yeah, sort of based people that someone's don't, experience yeah, somewhere. The people that don't enjoy like I you know, I've known people that oh I don't want to watch this movie or I don't want to like deal with this scary game or whatever. It's like, well, I understand that maybe you've had a hard time, but it's not real life and, and you and you should enjoy it for the simple fact that it's entertainment. You know, it's just, it's something to like kind of get you going and like move you a little bit, like, oh whoa, what the fuck, you know? It should be something that lets you experience something in the past maybe but not to the certain ex- like the same extent and if you know if it does fine cool um but learn to roll with it learn to understand that is you know there's going to be that your entire life no matter what there's always going to be something that's going to uh make you feel uneasy especially in normal in so it's life. almost like practicing being uneasy yeah no like learning you, you how should. to handle it yeah yeah i think you should because I mean, how else are you going to have a life? Again, the hardest game of all fucking time. How have, you, gonna... have you heard of Marcus Aurelius? He's like a famous Stoic philosopher. Uh-uh. He was a, like a Caesar, I think is the correct word, for Rome. Mm-mm. He's the leader of Rome or Greece. Sorry if I'm getting this wrong. I'm not a history buff. But he has a, a book called The Stoic Mindset Philosophy, which sort of parallels that saying. His idea was if you want to learn how to be stable and strong in life, Whatever your worst fears are, imagine them and go into them and visualize them and live. Like I have a, a big fear about, for some reason, Earth. I took a college class in Utah about the, the Wasatch Fall and how eventually there's going to be a giant earthquake here. Yeah. Got in my mind, started freaking me the fuck out. Now I have kids. I live on the fault. Yeah. I have a brick house. It's even scarier. It's even scarier and I would like stress well, out about it. At the same it. time, you can't... You can't do anything about you, it. Yeah. If it happens, it fucking happens. It like, happens. Like we... All right. We're gonna get deep for a second. We're we're <laughs> the, the we're a little. Earth is a the fucking speck 
in a piece of dust. Yeah, it's not we're even nothing. A piece of we're dust. Co- yeah, like we're nothing. So the black hole that they found, you know, whatever they took pictures of the black hole. It was like I can't remember. It was like thirty. Mil- suck up our whole solar yeah, it system. It was like thirty million times the size of the sun. Yeah. something insane. And like you think about that ratio wise, like we're fucking nothing. We're like, nothing. We are nothing compared to that thing out in the universe. Like. It it blows me away to think about like why do we even worry about half the shit we worry about, you know? There's it's, I mean yes we all deal with a lot of hard shit and again life is fucking hard so you might as well just play the long game. Play the long game, live it out, and if you lose you lose, if you win you win whatever. It doesn't matter. At least you fucking worked hard. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you can't... I mean, there's people that just give up and they lose right away. But there's people that actually, like, push through it. And they actually, you know, make it towards... They don't give up. They, you know, they don't rage quit. Yeah, they don't rage quit. They don't quit. rage quit. Don't they rage just, quit. Yeah, don't fucking rage quit. Just, uh, yeah. Learn just, from your mistakes. Yeah, play another game. It. Yeah. 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 There's, and there's multiple things you can do, especially in life. There's multiple games you can play. See, parents, video games are good for you. I think and for children. True. I think that's true. Maybe a little bit. I think my parents were good about... I think... Well, I think the parents should tell their kids... Like, what... Like, if they're playing a game, you should probably say, you know, this is a game that... You know, this is how this game is. It's all... Like, it's all fiction. Give them some context. Yeah, and, you yeah. Know, kind of explain it to them before they, like, just jump into it. You know, like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna just fucking start... Going to hell and start, you know, or Grand Theft Auto, where I'm gonna like fucking pick up some prostitutes or whatever, you know, like, yes. yeah, it's not like. Just... We talked about that in a couple podcasts. Uh, the news, I remember my parents asking me about Grand Theft Auto when I had it, because there was a news story. You could pick up a prostitute, yeah. you could bang her in the car and get health, kill her, then take yeah, her money. Exactly. And that was all over the, the news, and they yeah. were like, whoa! Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you, you don't have to do that. It's, yeah. It's stupid. You just just live your life, like be a normal person, and I mean, I guess that's normal for some people, you know, living in certain areas. But I don't know. There's you don't actually have to do it. It's not like a thing that you're forced to do. You just choose to do it. So you know, you choose to play a game. Cool. There should also be some kind of something that lets you know you yeah, maybe shouldn't do. It, you know, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, going off on tangent. Yeah, we could, yeah, we, yeah, we could do this. We, yeah, we could do this for fucking ever. Let's uh, wrap this up. Yes. Where can people find your music online? And do you have any upcoming shows coming up that you want to promote? Yeah, um, me and Funk Mod are going on tour in September, October. Um, doing East Coast, Midwest. Um, doing trying to get more on the West Coast, um, and then. Um, yeah, SoundCloud. I SoundCloud guess. Durando. Fucking, yeah, this SoundCloud thing. Just Google Durando. Check my SoundCloud. Uh, if you Google Durando, marathon stuff shows up, you know, because I took the name. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Thing. Uh, Durando Music, Durando Dubstep, Durando Bass, you know, all that stuff. Um, we'll put links to all the stuff in the podcast yeah, description sure, for yeah. those listening. Yeah. And then we'll put links into D slash Jamie slash our technician's <laughs> music. Slash Tripwreck. Not type. Tripwreck. 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 And then Funk Mod is the also the other yeah, friend. Funk Mod is, I mean, we do a lot of music together. Um, yeah, we do a ton of stuff. 
So, you know, there's a lot of resources out there. I guess you could just look up. But, All right, man. Sweet. Yeah, no, Thank you very you, much. Good Thank time. You. Good drinking. We'll do another one. Goddamn scotch. We can talk about more we 360. We can talk about games. And more, uh, whatever. We, also, we could also do, we could do an episode on music. We could do an episode just on Tool Dude, we, between we, the two of us, probably. I think you're right. Like, I mean, and then we could do movies as well. So that's what I'm thinking. I'll do with the, the first guest. Would all be gaming, mm-hmm. but if I bring someone on a, a second time, which I'm planning on doing, we could do more music and movies. And sure, uh, yeah, I yeah. think that would be I'm a huge movie buff. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down. It would be awesome because yeah, you also have this giant collection of movies as well. That's not even... Uh, there's still more I haven't added. So. There's still more. Yeah, there's still more. <laughs> All right, man. Sounds good. We'll see you guys later. Thank you. Adios. <laughs> that is a rickety, 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 rickety rap, baby. And if you are listening to this part of the podcast, that means you listen to the entirety of the podcast. And as always, every episode, I must thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I give you my prophetic promise that you will be blessed for doing so, but not as much as if you go forth. Do your missionary work, share the good news of the Gaming Memories Gospel, like, share, comment, tell your friends about it. There shall be no greater joy found in this life than bringing other lost, wandering souls into the fold of the Gaming Memories Gospel and showing them the truth in the light of the one true video game podcast. The gods will bless you now. That being said, if you don't want to do missionary work, what you can do is just sort of hang out, twiddle your thumbs. Definitely don't listen to any other podcast because they are of the devil and they will lead you astray and and they will cause doubt and grief to enter your heart. So shut yourself off from all other sources of information and listen only to me. Because... Next week, we have another badass guest. Instead of a bass music producer, we have a fellow marketer, one of my gurus that taught me how to do all the shit online that makes money so that I can actually do this podcast, Josh Moody. The guy is a legitimate online marketing savant genius. He is as badass as they come. One of the most interesting people I've ever met in my entire life. Luckily, he was in town. I got him to sneak over to the podcast studio, and we went off and it's going to be a great episode look forward to that next week and until then follow the commandments and uh just just uh just don't let yourself doubt okay doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith this is the truth baby come back next week for the sermon love you bye